So we got the pay-per-view of the month. Well, actually, actually, WWE doesn't even do monthly pay-per-views anymore. They're, they're just like, this feels right. So let's put it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, so we had a pay-per-view. It was Clash of Champions. The dogs are at it again. Sorry about that. So it's Clash of Champions. And Miss Ma'am, before we get into those matches, we got so much news and so much things that we did not see coming. So we were greeted at the kickoff show that... Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax and was it them two only? Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross. Those two only, right? Those those people only, right? Yeah, those two. So yeah, we were informed that they were not they're not cleared not cleared to compete. So what are your comments about this? Like nobody saw this fucking coming. Let's be real. I, I don't know what happened because like Naya like I saw on Twitter that Naya denied that rumor that they were unable to compete because like she said that they were but you know with the whole COVID outbreak scare that they had backstage like I don't I don't know like uh, what do you call this the accuracy of that report but you know if this is like you know true or if that actually happened like it it would actually make sense for them to you know isolate themselves but like my question is if the whole outbreak thing did happen, how come it's only the three of them? You know, like, what about the rest of the, you know, or were they the ones who were, like, been monitored since, and now, like, they've mm. had, like, you know, development of some symptoms? I don't know, girl. I, I have no, like, knowledge of what happened beforehand. That's all. Like, to be, com- to be completely honest, the one that I most believe here is that, because if you're, I don't know if you know, but the, the break... The COVID outbreak actually happened in NXT, and yeah, I've seen that. So it happened in NXT, right? And Dakota and Shayna are roommates. Like, it's not even like a stretch anymore. Like, some people will be like, "How do you know this?" Like, girl, it's like news. Like, we've all we yeah, knew. we know like, that. Like, it's like you occasionally see Shayna in Dakota's stream. So yeah, they live together. So I'm just like, okay, she's also an NXT star, and that just eliminates Naya because. Naya and Shayna as a tag team definitely spend a lot of time with each other. And same goes with Nikki Cross because she's also married to Killian Dane. So they have like, they're like among the women, if you think about it, they're the only ones that has like direct connections to NXT superstars. So that might have been the hindrance of why they were said to not be there, if you think about it. Yeah, because like the NXT like locker room is like currently in the performance center right now. And for, or was it, no full sale? They're in full sale right now. Mm-hmm. And like most, like the main roster, like you know, supposedly main roster, quote unquote. Um, they're over at the Thunderdome, and I believe the Amway Center. And I don't know where that is, but it's a whole. Uh, different it's place. still in Orlando. It's still in Orlando. All right. Yeah. But yeah, it, they're like separated, so it mm-hmm. would make sense that Nikki and Shayna are the uh, main. What do you call this? Main members that have affiliations with the NXT locker room. And of course, uh, of course, of course, Nia Jax being Shayna Baszler's uh, tag team partner, it would only make sense for her to isolate herself as well. But I'm worried for Nia and Shayna because, you know, they're champions. So where does this mm-hmm. leave the tag division? Where does this leave the Riot Squad? You know, that's all. I mean... All I'm gonna say is WWE is super inconsistent when it comes to the rule of you didn't defend the t- title for 28 days. Mm-hmm. That, that that rule is so bullshit. Like, yeah. girl, I remember when they made Naomi like 
vacate the title. But like yeah. years before, Trish Stratus had like a long ass four. And this is no hate towards Trish Stratus, but she had a long ass 500 day reign or 480, something like that. But she was injured for like three months there or four months. So just like, what a fuck. Anyways, so shall we just get to the matches itself? Because these matches honestly serve, in my opinion. Okay, so first up, we got, it was supposed to be in the kickoff, but WWE kind of had no choice because this was among the few women's matches. This was the only one that was pushed through. It was Zelina Vega versus Asuka. So um, try, you go ahead with this one because I have a lot to say. All right. And honestly, good choice that you made me go first because like, with this whole week, like, I had so much stuff to do. And honestly, considering Clash was like last um, last Monday for us, but like technically last Sunday, like girl, my memory is like so vivid. But what I can remember is that, you know, of course, they moved it to the main card because obviously like we need a women's match on the main card because like the other two were canceled. So yeah, they had no other choice, which is good because like Zelina and Asuka, girl, we know that that, that match would definitely serve. And they did. But I, I was a little bit, um, what do you call this? Mm, like, I know what Zelina Vega can do. This was a good showing from her. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they didn't give her, like, um, like the time to do everything that she can. Which I will get on to Raw. Because, like, everything that I wanted from her, I kind of saw on Raw as well. So Yes. You know, I, and I feel like, you know, the, the spot that I'm talking about. You know, I'm talking about the moonsault. And I was really sad I didn't see mm-hmm. that at, like, Clash. But, you know, we got to see it on Raw. But... We'll talk about it later. Onto this match, surprisingly, it was actually really technical. Like for like Zelina and Asuka, um, you know, Asuka's more on submissions, and Zelina, the last time I've seen her wrestler, to the last time I've seen her wrestle, uh, you know, she was a bit of a high flyer and all of that. But in this match, she showed a bit more of her technicality, and you know, as I said before, technical wrestling, chain wrestling, it's like the standard um, wrestling style, and if you do well there. Like, your reputation as a wrestler is going to definitely um, increase your, you know, your status. And with that, like, I love, like, the moves that she had. Like, that thing where she did, like, a 619 and then to the... Oh, wait, no. That one was different in this match. Because, like, she did it from the top rope when Asuka missed the hip attack, uh-huh. you know? I love seeing different things. Like, you know, when you mix and match their moves together and, like, you end up with really new things. And I love that. But yeah, overall, Zelina served. I love that move too, where she did a roll up and then she rolled over and yes. did, a, did a kick. Did that a was kick. really cool. It reminded me of like Leo Rush, if you remember him. But Ooh. he has an OnlyFans. Yeah. JK. Yeah. I mean, he does, but like, let's not <laughs> talk <does>. about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the closing sequence was really fantastic. Like the roll ups and all of that into the Oscar lock. Beautiful. And like the end of Beautiful. the match. Um, was it this? Oscar and Zelina match, or was it the one on Raw where Zelina <laughs> bowed? It was the, this is the this is the one where this Zelina is the one. Bowed. Okay, so this is when I I felt like okay, this shit is not over, and honestly, I wouldn't be so mad. So, Same. Yeah, that's all. I enjoyed this match, and best of luck to Zelina and Oscar in the future. So honestly, yeah, more of the same. You try kind of talk about the spots that I really love the most about this match. It's just really to put it short and simple. It was just really fresh. It was really fun to watch. And considering, I mean, this isn't usually the amount of time that are given 
the women on pay-per-view, as we know, because, you know, lately women have been getting a lot of 20 women, 20 women's matches, no, 20 minute matches or more or less in pay-per-views. And this was a bit quicker. It was 10 minutes, I think, more or less. And it was just, it was just a good fresh and fair. And I wasn't expecting Zelina to pop off in a sense. Like she popped, she still popped off, even though the moves that I wanted to see weren't even done. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I'm just, it was just very fresh. And um, I'm going to talk about it more in Raw, but I was honestly not mad when they had the rematch on Raw because it still felt very fresh and very different because we have never, we don't see Zelina wrestle a lot as a singles competitor. And I hope this just continues on because like, girl, I'm living for it. Like just gives her more, give her more wins to feel more credible. Like that's all I'm going to say. So do you have any? So do you have any more comments on this match? Uh, I think I'll continue my comments on their match on Raw. So for now, none. Okay. So up next, since Nikki Cross was not able to defend the Nikki, able to defend, able to 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 Girl. challenge Bailey <laughs> for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey was actually still available, and they were like, and Bailey still had to defend it because you know Clash of Champions, every title has to be defended. So Bailey actually was calling for an open challenge where initially no one accepted, but later on, Asuka out of nowhere did it again. So actually, I have a lot of comments as Asuka is the only competitor. You know, okay, wait. I Like, as much as I'm, I was super disappointed, not gonna lie, because I don't know. I was just like, okay, like, but there, it's like two sides of me. There's like a fan side of me and like, I, I'm looking at it like in a sense of a fan and I'm looking at more of a sense of like, how, why did they choose Asuka and and my sense of a fan I'm just like why Asuka like we've seen this match like so much yeah. times in the past month but like you know they did a pretty solid match what they were what they were given with but we'll talk about that later on but you also have to think about how many women were available on that day like I don't think yeah. I don't think they're I don't I'm not completely sure where the superstars live right now maybe maybe they're like in a quarantined in a facility or anywhere but from what I know the only woman who wasn't who wasn't shown in the show who was available at the time was Tamina and I only know that because of the video with her and Jay Uso oh, so oh my god I love that video so much same. Topic, but like she deserves like something like give her something I don't care if it's I wanted to be involved I wanted to be involved with the storyline honestly with Roman and Jay yeah it makes sense so yeah um I guess if you think about it, there's just more credibility. Not nothing to not not to take it away from Tamina, but there was a bit more credibility. Credibility. Oh my God! Why did I have, why do I have hiccups? There's just a bit more credibility when it comes to Asuka. And you know what? It's honestly more of the same. It's nothing special, but it's given the time that they were given. It it just. It, it wasn't supposed to be a full match, but given the time they were given, they still did pretty good. We all know what Bailey and Oscar can do together. But we all know this was all overshadowed by the fact Sasha Banks, I did not expect it to be this early. I did not expect it to be this early. She just came out and then hit fucking Bailey with a steel chair, and I was just Period. eating every second of it. Period. And that look, that Aaliyah inspired look, I was eating Girl. it up. I was like, I'm being fed. Like Sasha Cruz stand up. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it was really, it was solid for what it was given. A bit disappointing, but reasonable. And I'm just excited to see more of Sasha versus Bailey. 
Troy, the biggest Sasha Crew stand, I, Sasha Crew member that I know. Go ahead. All right. So, you know, with the whole Bailey, um, what do you call this? Open challenge thing. Um, I was actually sh- surprised, like like a lot of people, like why was Oscar there? But mm-hmm. I don't know. Part of me felt like this was WWE giving us a sort of a little Survivor Series preview. Just a little guess. Just a little guess. Because, you know, Survivor Series is relatively near. So, it's in November. So, yeah, November, like a month. so that's a month from now. So, like, you know, it could be a little preview. But at the same time, why Asuka? Like, that's the only reason that I can choose. Like, it's either she was the only one there, along with, like you said, Tamina. Or they wanted to give it a preview. But honestly... um. I'm just happy that they didn't forget about the SmackDown Women's title match. Like, you know, um, it's a pay-per-view for all titles to be defended, like, compared to the women's tag titles that they just completely scrapped. Um, at least we got to see something, you know. Like, I can't complain for, like, a women's match, you know. I'll eat anything up. And, you know, the match itself, I don't remember any spots because, like, it was really impromptu. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was good for its time. Like, you know, we got to see Asuka and Bailey's uh, chemistry in the ring, and that can never go wrong. But as you said, girl, the, the spot of the match, ooh, girl, my girl, Sasha Banks is back. And, dun, like, it, dun, 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 dun. That was me like, trying to sing her theme like, song. Oh, my God. Honestly, honestly, like, that that outfit that she had, yes, it was Aaliyah, but at the same time, I felt some Lita vibes with that yes, song. Yes, the song. I was like, oh my god, is this my brand? Girl. Like, is this allowed? Yeah, <laughs> like, but is this allowed? Apparently it is. Apparently it is, like, on PG television. But, yeah, mm-hmm. with, with the steel chair and everything. And, like, she was selling that neck injury so well. Like, she it made it feel like she was dying whenever she would, like, trip over or something. Or, like, hit Bailey with a chair. Like, she'd always hold it because, you know, neck injuries are no joke. So, you definitely have to, like, sell it in a way that it's believable, that it's really painful. And that's what she did. Like, a serve. Like, Period. Ba- Bailey escaped at the last minute. So, you know, you sneaky bitch. But, <laughs> yeah. Sneaky bitch. I'm so, I'm so happy that Sasha's back. Disney did a lot. Disney made her acting. Honestly, I I haven't seen The Mandalorian or anything, but I, I firmly believe Disney made her acting super better. Like, I, I think compared to before. Oh my God. Like, ah. Uh, okay. So I think we're just super excited to talk about the other things. So, do you have any more comments on the Clash of Champions as a whole? Nope, none more. So, moving on, let's go to Raw. So for this week on Monday Night Raw, we got a few matches and as well as a video package from, you know, the same person that we saw from last week. But let's start it off with a Raw Women's Championship rematch between Asuka and Zelina Vega. And um, personally, I'm not mad that this rematch happened because as I said, like literally five minutes ago, um, the things that I wanted out of Zelina didn't, like she wasn't able to show it at Clash, but like she showed it here on Raw and, you know, when I said that I wanted to see her moonsault, that's exactly what I meant. And, you know, it missed, which was really tragic, but it gave me Jillian Hall for 50 vibes. Like, <laughs> like you know, it, it, it was a serve, but it missed, like, all the time. I didn't expect that analogy. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it gave me the same vibes. But, yeah, um, I'll just go first because I have really short notes on this, but it was, an, it was an okay match. Um, personally, the pay-per-view match was way better. I, I'm not saying the Raw match was better just because of the moonsault. But in terms of, like, 
the preparedness, like the execution. I preferred the Clash of Champions match, but this oh, match was is... still good. You know, for a raw for a Monday Night Raw women's match, it was great. And yeah, that's all. Oscar retaining. I'm not surprised. Okay, disclaimer. Um, it is raining right now in wherever I'm leaving. Really? Leaving? Living. It's raining right now, actually. So if you hear any thunder, you know why. So um, uh-huh. honestly, I'm as I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of usual 24-hour rematches in when it comes to pay-per-views. But what I really loved about it was this match and the Clash of Champions match felt like two entirely different matches, I'll be honest with you. And... I honestly feel like this is a better match. I'll disagree with you on that part. I, I think this is a better match in the Clash of Champions one. Um, there was a lot of more spots and more aggression that I saw from Zelina. And Asuka being Asuka, they just have chemistry that I didn't know I needed. To keep it short. And I think... And I think, I don't know, there's not a lot of like things that stood out besides the moonsault. If I just, here are just like some comments that I would like to have. Zelina Vega, after you have your big singles run, potentially win a championship, I kind of want you to manage your own husband. I told you this earlier, but imagine Zelina managing Alistair Black. Huh? I would love to see it. I would love to see it. And then also a thought. So at the end of the match, Andrade was like, you're nothing without me, Zelina. First and foremost, Zelina, you're nothing without that, Zelina, bitch. Like, and Zelina made Andrade thing. But in my, okay, but here's my thing. Hear me out, WWE. Charlotte Flair may not be medically cleared to compete, but she's medically cleared to appear on television. Make Charlotte Flair manage Andrade and our Angel Garza. Oh my God, actually. Ima- oh. Imagine the legitimacy they will get as a tag team now when Charlotte Flair is their manager. And then she can come oh back to like God. wrestling when she's cleared. Imagine like how legit their team would look like. Oh my God. I'm like ready. Like- already like Ooh. Charlotte in the middle and like the two guys. <gasps> Sure. And, then they, and then they play recognition as their theme song. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Actually, I'd love that. It's like oh Melina my god. And, um Johnny Nitro and Joey Mercury, but like you know, Latina version. Oh my god, I love that idea, honestly. Do it, WWE, capitalize on it. Okay, yeah, so that's oh, and I just would like to give rights. I did not come up with that idea. Subscribe to Planet Productions, aka probably my favorite <laughs> wrestling YouTuber right now. Oh, ring second, just ring the bell will always be first. <laughs> so of one of my favorites at least. So Planet yeah. Productions, he's such a talented YouTuber, and he actually came up with this idea. I'm like, oh yeah, why haven't why haven't they even given that a shot? So yeah, Charlotte Flair, wherever the other two will go, you have to stick with them. <laughs> yes, definitely. So that's really great. Let's really have more. I have this. That's honestly all I have to say with that match. Even though I kind of oh. got a bit off topic. So yes. That's fine. But yeah, I just want to know where this leaves Zelina. Because, you know, does she go out of the title picture? Or does Mickey James go in? Like, you know, the unpredictability is kind of great. That we don't know what's happening next. So yeah, I mean, like, we're not that confused. Like, we're just not sure if what happens next. And that's not always a bad thing. So yeah. Do you have anything else to add for this? Nothing much. Okay, so let's move on to... Girl, the draft came in early. Like, it came early. Like, this tag team match... It gave us previews already. Mm -hmm, It did. So, next up, we got a tag team match. And unfortunately, the the tag champions are still unable to compete. Which leaves the Riot Squad, like, missing as well. So, we got to see Natalia and Lana 
I'm not sure if they have like a tag team name yet. Do they? The boats. The mm-hmm. boats. I don't know. The boats. Natalia and Lana. Okay, Natalia and Lana go up against the new members of Monday Night Raw over from SmackDown. Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. Okay, first thing Yes, period, girl. What do you think of Mandy and Dana moving over to Raw? At first, I was about to say rest in peace, SmackDown Women's Division, but at the same time, the draft's yeah. going to be there. This, there's going to be have to be like some balancing out of the roster. So like, okay, there's going to be something there. But as of right now, I feel like, I don't know, I'm a bit fifth. Actually, I mean, I, I honestly, I, I love the dynamic. Like, because like, wait, words. Um, hello, Mike Pess. Okay, I'm here. <laughs> okay, so like, okay, okay, okay. So I guess my my main concern was to rip SmackDown Women's Division, but yet again, the draft's gonna come. And them as a tag team, I'm honestly super here for it. Like, at first, they looked like they had, I mean, they had no reason. Like, they just had, like, no backstory, you know, whatever. But then I realized, oh, wait, when Dana posed and Mandy posed with her, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're both bodybuilders. Yeah, that's actually true. something that, yeah, like, exactly. that's actually something I completely forgot about. So I'm like, okay, yeah, they could go with that. And if they become, like, the flex girls or whatever they're going to call themselves, I'm here yeah. for it. It's a very good face tag team. And I honestly think since they're going to be here on Raw, I feel like this is just a sign of the Riot Squad going to SmackDown, but that's just me. I feel like yeah. I feel like that's the w- direction WWE is gonna go to. So yeah, should I talk about the match now, oh, or what? Okay, so when it comes to this match itself, there wasn't a lot of. It was a it was a typical tag team match on Raw, aka they were not given a lot of time, but yet they yeah. served. Uh-huh. Like. The one spot that I think we can all agree, which is the best spot, was this, the new suplex of Mandy. It was like a side slam oh, suplex. Oh my, oh my god. god. Mm-hmm. I, I legit, like, I felt so bad for Lana because I'm like, ooh, that looks so painful. I, I thought she landed on her head. Like, I see like, like, oh my god. Her. Like, girl, I was just a bit surprised. Like, I was, I was gagged. And you know Dana and Mandy with the new tag team moves. I'm here. I'm here for it. And refresh my memory. I'm not completely sure. Did the match end with a bicycle kick or a bed of roses? It ended with a bicycle knee. Bicycle knee. Knee. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um, Mandy Rose. The bed of roses still looks more of a finisher. So okay, yes, I agree. <laughs> I would like to see it. Like, literally, please. Oh, imagine the bed of roses and Dana goes for a swanton bomb. Deserve. Yeah, exactly. That would have been such a good combo. Or a bicycle kick. Yeah, come on. <laughs> We're giving up ideas. Yeah. Hello. Okay, yeah, like, but just take it. I, I really love this. And I love how even though Maddie and Lana are the relative jobbers of the tag division, mm-hmm. they are still trying to keep Natalia safe. Yeah. Like, they're, they're protecting her. I'm so happy for that. So, yeah, that's my comments on this whole segment or and match as a whole. Same, actually. Um, As you said earlier, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke as a team, <sighs> Um, when, like, first impressions, people would be like, why are they together? But, like, at the same time, I can kind of understand why. Because both of them have bodybuilding backgrounds. So, you know, even though they haven't, like, spent that much time together and, and whatnot, um, you know, having someone with a similar background as you and, like, having the same experiences that you went through, it can definitely be a start of, you know, 
uh, what do you call this? A sort of a new friendship, a sort of a new tag team, you know? Because we need something in the tag team now. Because, like, what do you call this? Naya and Shayna are gone as of the moment. The Riot Squad's probably going to SmackDown and all of that. Girl, we need some new tag teams, you know? So, with that said, that was cool. Um, we should definitely talk about Mandy Rose's gear, by the way. Um, yes. Amaz, the Trish Stratus legend. I'm Tori Wilson. Oh, yeah. I kind of gave Tori Wilson vibes as well. Actually, they say diva when, when it came to their yeah, looks. All generally, them. diva. And also, I yeah. saw someone on Twitter say that this was basically like the next generation Maurice and Jillian. What do you think? Oh my God. I which, can, I can see. Which one? Uh, Marie, Maurice. Maurice. Uh, Mandy is Maurice and Dana's Jillian. Like, I can see like some part of it, but like, Ooh. Maurice and Jillian are still the In OG. a way, but. I feel like it would work better. I feel like that would have worked better if they were both heels. Oh, yeah, because they're both faces, but... Like, yeah. it, it would have made more sense. That... But, like, yeah, I could see it. Yeah. And also, just a side note, Diva's Division is really coming here and coming back better than ever. Ooh. Four blondes in a match. Diva's know, Division. Right? Diva's Division. It's the Diva's Division all over again, but... It's yeah, I, I am not complaining. We love to see it. We love to see it. And yeah, in terms of the match itself, personally, I really enjoy this match because like there were so much tag team moves. And I feel like that's always what's missing when it comes to these women's tag matches. Like usually it feels like it's just a tag team match, but like the moves are always just like, okay, one solo competitor comes in and does her moves and then tags in the next person and then it's like one on one and then switch one on one but this match was two on two like legit we got to see so much yeah. tag and like yes. like what you said that what do you call that sidewalk slam suplex that Mandy suplex, did like, something like that. Well. Mm-hmm. and the fact that Lana took it okay Lana I am clapping Lana again I am clapping oh Please I forgot Lana. I'm clapping I forgot to say it in my part earlier, but like I was a bit disappointed. Lana, I mean Dana did not hit Lana the cartwheel splash, mostly because I remember yeah. their double without the total divas. Dana stole my move. <laughs> and then she cried. How ironic is it that Natty was the one comporting her? <laughs> and now they're like tag partners. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah, same comments. Like, surprise, surprise. Like, it's not like it's happened week after week. That was sarcasm, by the way. They're still protecting Natty. And this makes me feel like maybe Natty's in store for a women's championship push. Like, not maybe not necessarily winning it, but maybe, you know, getting that title picture spot with Asuka. She's, gonna, she's gonna get her annual push. Because, like, you know how she has an annual push in the summer? <laughs> summer, yeah. But, like, but it didn't happen this year so they're like oh you're still gonna have it (laughs) yeah so there it is but yeah honestly this is interesting to see where natalia's like character goes because once again um lana ate the pin like last she ate the submission and all of that and natty's like ringside (laughs) waiting for her to tap out so yeah that's (laughs) all of my comments i just want to see more from the tag division that's all do you have anything else to add Nothing much. It was cute, and it was a good. Uh, it was a good and welcome addition to the tag division for sure. 
Agreed, because we definitely need more tag teams. So, with that said, let's move on to the final part of Monday Night Raw for the women's division. And, once again, it's another video package with Miss Bianca Belair, the fastest. Because last week she was the strongest, now she's the fastest. So, to put things short, she was in this whole track and field, like, race thing. And obviously, she was the one who came out on top in first place and, like, she beat Against all those men. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, she's she's basically overthrowing the patriarchy at this point. Might as well run for presidency. But, yeah. It's not any of the candidates. Oh! Um, Never. Uh, let's not get it up <laughs> over here. Mm-hmm. Girl, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Bianca Belair video package. Um, Yes, for now, considering this is only the second one we've gotten. Um, it's it, So far, it's cute. It's building up her character. But sooner or later, she better be in a ring. Because that's where she Same. shines. I mean, like, she shines like, in promos, but in the matches, she shines a lot more. As I feel like it's, a, it's very Carmella. It's very her and Carmella. But spoiler alert, they revealed Carmella as the mystery woman. That Everyone is not a surprised. spoiler. That is not Everyone's a spoiler. Everyone's surprised. <laughs> no, I just wanted to make sure for those who haven't watched SmackDown yet. So, yes. Um, so yeah, it was. I feel like it's the same situation as Carmella because at this point they don't have plans for them right now. But I feel like post draft they will get their respective matches. Agreed, agreed. Because like you know, uh, they call this. She could be drafted over to SmackDown. Like, I mean, I'm. I don't see it happening, but it's it's a possibility. Like, I feel like they would. Yeah, but I feel like they would keep her on Raw because like Mm -hmm. you know. Who else is on her? Like Oscar, Zelina, and considering her um, history with Zelina, that could be a future storyline or oh, something. Yeah. You know, and you know, the solo competitors are also there. So, give it to us. It's Bianca Belair. She can she can have a great match with anybody. That's true. It's not but, the way to put it. Yeah, exactly. Like she's just that talented. You know, when you have a ma- a great match with literally anyone. Um, that just shows how great of a wrestler you are. So, yeah. I really want to see her in a ring more. Because, like, the thing with her is that she has so much moves in her arsenal. So, the more moves that you have and the way that her moves are all really athletic, it just, like, draws the fans to her. And which is why a lot of people are so behind her, even in her heel era. Like, people were loving her so much. But, um, yeah, um, That's all I have to say. I get so bad. And her theme song is a serve. They better not change that. If they do, oh my god. It's they, better better not. they better give her a good ass song if they're gonna change it. But if it's not, imagine if they gave her like a Peyton Royce rock and roll vibe. Oh uh, <laughs> okay, to no. be fair with that, that it, to be fair, that would fit Bianca's character more than it would with Peyton's. I'll I'll just say that. Agreed, agreed. But yeah, that's all I have to say for Bianca. I wanna see her in a ring more. What do you think? I kind of I, I feel like yeah, I do feel like she's gonna be on Raw. And I just, I don't know why I randomly remembered because, like she said, this was the fastest. This is the fastest. And I just remembered when the whole triple brand Battle Royal was happening. And then Bailey commented on Bianca's photo. She was like, stay the furthest away from me. It's oh my God. Yeah. I know. I know. I, that, I know that. that. I love how Bailey's scared of Bianca. I love to see it. <laughs> I mean, but then, like, she's, she's that legend. You know, we love exactly. to love her. But yeah, do you have anything else to add for the Bianca Belair video package? I love Bianca Belair. <laughs> there. Same. That's that's just it. Like all of like it, it has to be a general consensus that we all love Bianca Belair. Like there's no reason to hate her. All right. Exactly. So, give her the push that we want. 
And with that said, that's it for Monday Night Raw. So let's jump right into NXT. Moving on, we're going to the superior women's division show because <laughs> I think I haven't. Like no, I mean, like, no, I, I would just like to say I've been saying it for weeks. NXT is the if you love women's wrestling, watch all of the shows, but NXT is just the best. They, they do it the best. I hate to say it. No, I don't even hate to say it. They do it the best. Like women opening and closing the show. Who doesn't like them? Who doesn't like them? Girl. And they have two hours. So the small so AEW SmackDown, you have no right to complain. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Um okay. So let's move on first to the first match where we saw Shotty Blackheart go up against Dakota Kai. Okay, I'm just gonna outright fangirl over this match. So may I? Okay, first and foremost, outfits. The first thing that I always talk about, the one that really caught my attention here was Raquel's. It was giving me so much, oops, I did it again, Britney Spears vibes. I love love it. (laughs) It was very, I was like, Britney. Hashtag free Britney. So yeah, off topic, but yes, hashtag free Britney. So it was giving me so much, oops, I did it again vibes. And these two, girl, this was honestly, for me, this is, it was such a great match. Like, it was. NXT has just been just serving us with these matches. And there were they just had great chemistry with each other. Like I feel like I say that a lot of times, but like this is something that I'm like gonna I'm gonna emphasize that. They have great chemistry with each other. Um I love their characters. It's very it's very contradictory. And it was it definitely helped the match. But everyone, of course, everyone was talking about when Shotzi Blackheart was going for the Shirin Yu sliced bread, however the fuck you want to call it, and the ring post to the mat. But instead of actually going to a full turn, she landed on her head. I cringed because it hurt. It looks so much. Oh, she legitimately landed on her head. <gasps> Let's be real. That was not a sure no, That was a pile driver, girl. That was a pile driver. It was that a pile driver to herself. Exactly. <laughs> girl, I was like, oh my god. Like I would I wouldn't have been surprised if, if they just threw the X mark over there. So I was just like, shit. Like that was just super wow. Um, you know how much of a big Dakota Kai fan I am? I've told it before that I've said it before in this place where I'm pretty sure I did, but I did um, just reiterate it out there that among all of the Mae Young Classic com- competitors, she is probably my favorite to come out of it. Dakota Kai was was and always will be my favorite. So, but when it comes to the actual, but I don't know, there's, there's just like so much of things about to talk about the match. So I just want to keep it short. Um, so it ended when Raquel attacked Shotzi, but Rhea Ripley was like, no, bitch, you don't deserve to do that. Then Rhea came out, then yeah. Dakota got distracted, and Shotzi, to my surprise, uh, honestly, got the win. I did not see Shotzi Blackheart winning this one at all. Because <laughs> Dakota Kai is treated, besides Candice, she's basically the top heel of the women's division, besides Candice, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. So I honestly, I was like, are they really giving us the Shotzi push already? I don't know if I'm ready for this. I don't know if I'm ready for this, honestly. I was just super happy. <laughs> yes, that's kind of all I have to say about this match. Oh my God, I had like so much minutes. I, I didn't even like, you know, I kind of blacked out because like I had so much a lot to say about this match. But like, just watch the match. 
just watch the match. Agreed. They go on try. What, what can you say yeah, about it? Honestly, like, same with you. Like, this match speaks for itself, okay? Like, with the moves that they pulled out on each other. Um, with, the, with that Shirin Lee, that Shotzi did, like, that was, like, one of the most talked about things in wrestling this week. Like, to be fair, like, in terms of, like, what I saw on my feed... Like, I saw so much tweets about, like, is Shotzi okay? Was that intentional? Was that a botch? Which I feel like it might be. Because I'm pretty was. sure, yeah, because Shotzi posted, like, a video of her doing it properly. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll give, it, I'll give it to her. But at the same time, this isn't the first time that she did something as ballsy as this. Like, I understand that she's, you know, she's really ballsy. Like, that's her whole gimmick. But, like, remember when she did that? Um, springboard sent onto the outside and she landed oh, on her neck. Girl, oh my like, god. Like, girl, this is great. You know, you get you're you're like the female Jeff Hardy and all of that, but like please take care of yourself. Like, do yes, not land on your neck like that. Because like that is scary as shit. Oh my god. Literally. Like, as I said earlier, like the neck injuries, you know, though that's like the direct um connection between your spine to your brain, you know, through the nervous system. Oh my god, she's a science student. But, <laughs> but yeah. she said you science. Know, girl. Anyways. But, <laughs> you know, we as wrestling fans, you would know how um devastating our a neck injury would be. So I just wanna, you know, it's great to see her doing these spots and, you know, being really um dangerous and all that, but never forget to take care of like yourself. Cause like that's the whole point of wrestling. It's not to hurt yourself and others it's to put on a great show so yeah it it was great honestly i kind of agree with you that it was surprising to see shotzi win this match considering dakota just came off of like you know she faced eo for the title at takeover and you know she's one of the top heels along with candace but like my shock factor wasn't super shocked you know because at the same time they built shotzi blackheart as one of you know, the faces of the division right now. You know, when you say the NXT Women's uh-huh. Division, you say Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Tegan Knox, um, Dakota Kai, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, you know, that, that list. You Rhea know, Ripley. And, then, and Rhea Ripley, you know, Raquel, all of those, Mercedes, formerly, you know, that whole list of women, mm-hmm. like, main, are the faces of the brand in terms of the women's division right now. And... You know, it was great to see her win. And I'm glad that it was a roll-up so that it didn't make her seem super weak. Like, Dakota. Like, she didn't seem super weak because it was a Mm roll-up. But, yeah, I would like to see both of these women become champions in the near future. Especially, hopefully, Dakota first. Just because she's been here a longer time. But, yeah, that's all I have to say. So, assuming you have no more side comments for this one, do you? No, 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 no. Go ahead. So moving on, on Roll Up Mania, because I just realized, holy shit, all of these matches ended in a Roll Up. <laughs> oh my god. It's Roll Up Mania. It's Roll Up Mania. <laughs> so moving on, on Roll Up Mania, the Filipino sisters were getting fed today. Filipino fans, Hayden Carter had another match and she went against Zaya Lee. Philippines versus China. How relevant. Okay, let's not talk about Girl. that right now. But, okay, mm-hmm. before, I'm going to make sure it goes start here but like i just would like to point out i have never heard an actual filipino call it the philippine islands can i just say like i have never heard it like all right so the thing there like the first time i heard it when you know they announced it the philippine islands i was like wait did they say the philippines well to be fair we are like the archipelago is like you know we're, we're like a bunch of islands you know 
So to be fair, it is called the Philippine Islands, but like in terms of like what do you call this? Like what do you call this? Like no in history books or those maps, we were listed as the Philippines, girl. Um, not the Philippine Islands. Like just to be fair, say the Philippines. Yeah, agreed. But, but you would, it, it would be super cute though if they like, uh, if they if I don't know where Caden's mom is from, but if they took like where Caden's mom is from, and then they'd be like from example from Manila, Philippines. Oh my god, that would be so cute. I would gag, but yeah, I, I, I guess like, I'm not super mad about the Philippine Islands because like we but are. It's just like a, a tiny issue. Yeah, because like yeah, we're the Philippines, but yeah. So yeah, just because I said true. Oh my god, I completely forgot about something. But like, I guess let's just talk about this match first. So, what can you say about this match? All right. So, you know, last week with the whole tag team match with Jessica Mayer, like Zaya Lee, like two leaving the ago. ring. Oh, two weeks ago. All right. So two weeks ago with that whole issue where she was like, "I'm tired of it," and like she just leaves. Um, personally, I'm loving this fire from Zaya. I mean, she's always been having this fiery spirit with her. You know, in terms of her kicks, in terms of her moves. You know. It, she just seems so aggressive, and I'm starting to like her even more because I've always liked her. And yeah, it was it was a really short match considering NXT standard for women's matches. But yeah, a roll up win. It was it was okay because you know Caden Carter getting the win would be great for her and Casey as a team. Um, Zaylee losing to a roll up. Not mad about it because at least it makes her relatively strong. But you know, at the same time, she hasn't been winning matches as much. So it was maybe a little bit of an upgrade, but yeah. With this whole like the final part of the match, no, after the match rather, um, where she refused to like shake hands and she just pushed Kate into the ground, and then Casey was like, "What's wrong with you?" And then she just pushes her as well, like, "Oh my god, she's the queen of pushes, legend." She loves to see it. She's like. <laughs> it's a sign that she's getting that push. JK. Getting that push. I mean, that, that only push. But personally, I just hope that I don't see her becoming a heel, but I feel like she can stay as a face, but at the same time become more aggressive. You know, one I of feel the- like she, I definitely feel a heel turn going on, though, knowing WWE. Yeah, knowing them, though. But like, we've seen so much heel turns in NXT with like. Candice and Eo and I mean Eo's a face now, but like technically Eo. And who else? Dakota. Although, but at, at, that, at the same time though, there's not a lot of heels left. Oh yeah, actually. Because Mercedes. Like the only notable the only notable heel I can think of besides Candace, Dakota, and Raquel is Aaliyah. Yeah, Aaliyah. And we all know how they unfortunately treat Aaliyah. Oh girl. No, comment. no comment. Oh, and Indy Hartwell. And Indy Hartwell. We love we love. Okay. Impressive. Truly. Impressive in the heart, though. I love that. But yeah, with this whole Zaylee thing, like, I mean, I don't know where it's going. Like, if she does turn heel, like, maybe give her something. What know? if... Okay, wait. What if... Just, a, just like, I don't know. This is, like, this is when I have Jiggy's fantasy booking mode on. So hear it's me fine. out. Imagine if Karen Q is actually medically cured to compete and Karen Q and Zaylee attack Kaden and Casey. Ooh. I would oh, like girl. to see it. Actually, this is a tag division. Actually, I, I would be down for that. Like, oh my god, that's that's so weird considering that they faced each other in the Mayan Classic. Mm-hmm. Karen and Zaya were they were teaming though before. Oh, Karen yeah, in the live event. 
mm-hmm. before she got injured. Well, Karen Q, you better you better get your shit together. I I want to see no. the tag team now. Yeah. I want to see. I would like to see it, but take your time, girl. Don't worry. I mean, if it doesn't essentially become a tag team, like I'd love to see how Io Shirai versus Zaya Lee would go. Yes, it would oh be God. like you know kicking and moon salts and like high flying. You know, it's really fun making these like dynamics happen, like high flyers, like. Um, what do you call it? Is it strong style with Zayali? I'm not sure. It's like more of a hard hitting. It's not exactly strong style. Strong style's a bit yeah, different. it's not. Yeah, it's different. But yeah, that hard hitting offense that she has, I love to see it. Like assuming Io Shirai retains this Sunday, which I feel like she might. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the- this Zayali thing better go somewhere because she's talented. So any more comments on this match? Let's Wait, move on to the main. Wait, have you said my comment? I don't even think so. Wait, well, uh, I don't I'm, think it's. I don't think you did, but yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> she said no Wait. comment. <laughs> Wait. Oh no, because I got a message and I was like, "Oh yes, okay, okay." I just got. A, I I got a comment. I got a message. So like, I I, I blanked out for a second. So 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 so. Okay. So when it comes to the when it comes to the match itself, I honestly really like how. NXT just gives a lot of time to their mid-card division, even though there's no title that they're fighting for. I love to see mm-hmm. it. The Spitfire Warriors or whatever they're going to be called. I'm so happy they're being treated as a proper tag team and all of that. It gives me so much hope. And I just, I want to see where the Zaya Lee thing goes. There's like so much storylines before. And now there's like, they, like they've been slowly but surely making them like die off a little bit. And I'm excited to see how the Zaya Lee thing goes. Honestly. Okay, anyways, so are we fine to move on now, this time? So actually, before the main event, there was this one entire thing that I completely forgot to talk about. But we're going to talk about it now. So before the main event, we got their respective interviews from each other of the two tag teams of Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano and Damien Priest and Io Shirai. So honestly, there's there really wasn't anything... Um, there wasn't anything that really stood out to me here. Like, the first thing that really stood out to me was, like, one of the few things that stood out to me was, I honestly, number one, I honestly loved Eos and Damien's chemistry with each other, even though I know it's probably a one-time, big-time deal. I did realize that their, their characters kind of, it, it mixes well together. Like, I live for it. Like, it's super amazing. Like it was, it's a, it's such a great dyna- dynamic. And second, with it was reported that Tegan Knox has suffered an ACL injury. I don't know how true that oh, is. Yeah. That, that was so surprising. I don't know how true that is, considering the fact that ACLs usually take nine years to a uh, year, nine, nine years, year. nine months. <laughs> nine years. Edge, JK. It usually takes oh, nine no months. <laughs> nine years. Edge though took nine years. Okay, but. For, for like, I don't know, ACLs usually take nine months to a year to recover from. So I'm like, are they going to keep her in the shelf that long? I highly doubt it. So that's just like, what if she faked it? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know much. But imagine if Candice wins the title sooner or later and then Tegan comes back nine months later and like challenges. Like, Do you remember me, girl? Something like that. Ooh. Just a guess. Assuming that she does win the title this Sunday, which is possible like 30-70. But yeah. Maybe. 
So yeah, how about you, Troy? What do you think about these little segments that we got? Um, I mean, it was cute. I mean, Yoshirai and Damien Priest definitely like they were like, you know, with their characters and their gimmicks. Like, I'll get onto that on the match itself because that entrance I will talk about a lot. But like in terms of Johnny and Candice, like you know, it's it's a cute husband and wife thing going on with their matching gears. That was that was cute. But I have more comments on the match itself, so I'll save it for that. So, 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 let's just get to the match itself. Looks like you have a lot of comments about it. So go ahead, Troy. What can you say about these match? this match? All right. So first of all, girl, those entrances, like, okay, Johnny and Candice's was cute. Like, they came out to Johnny's music, and they're, they have this matching gear. It was it was great. Like, they did that pose on the, uh, the what do you call that? The second rope. Yeah, mm. that was oh, cute. side note. Side note, I love Candice's new logo. What? Oh, the Poison Pixie? Yes. Yeah, that that's great. I love it. It was a cute little logo. Okay, it's go on. like her whole it's like her whole logos did a heel turn as well. But in terms of the entrance, like the one that stood out to me was Damien Priest and Eoshirai's entrance. Like Bitch. Okay. Let's let's reiterate for those who do not remember. Like I remember it so clearly. Like it started off like the lights went out, and then Damien Priest had a spotlight over his head and then it closed. And then it opened again. And then when the music was starting to get interesting, like he went to the middle of the ramp and then did his like archery um, taunt. I guess that's mm-hmm. what he does. Like, I'm sorry, I don't watch men's wrestling. But, you know, he did that archery taunt. And then when he let go of the bow, Yoshirai's theme song just drops the beat like, girl. Oh, Woo, that God. is how you make an that, entrance. That, that is, how, is how you make an entrance. I was I was gagging and Yoshirai is like, dun, dun, dun. I was like, is this a poppy concert? Like, girl, it was it was such a serve. Like, I loved it so much. And then when they both screamed and then they dropped their titles and ran to the ring and like beat the shit. Like, I love it. I love it so much. I I want to see more of Yushirai like this. You know, like when she was newly a heel and she was like this batshit crazy. Go ahead. I, I love to see it. But okay, after the entrances, obviously the match. So, I will actually say, before I fangirl over the match, um, the main mm-hmm. part where the women were having their fight was when the commercial break began. Like, come on, girl. They, like, it started with Johnny and Damien, and then, like, they were doing that, you know, the basic mixed match, mi- mixed tag team match, like, start off, or, like, it's a, it's a little bit of fighting, and then they tag in the women. And then when the women start to fight, the commercial starts. Girl. Um, you know, they said Divas era girl, these commercials really have to go. Like, I do not like them at all. Like, I can't even hear what's happening, but I can see it. And, like, at the same time, that's really confusing because, like, I'm looking at the match and then I'm looking at this ad. Like, like these ads don't even concern me because, like, I'm in a whole different region. So, like, (laughs) I, I don't know what the hell these are. But yeah, like they even missed out on the part where Eo was gonna do a six one nine on Candice, and then Johnny saved her. Like he went in for the save, and then he got six one nine instead. But you know, those are the things that we saw during the commercial break. But like those are spots, so like, why are we pretending that they didn't happen? But yeah, in terms of the match itself, you know, Candice LeRae with men, it's always a good idea because you know she's used to intergender wrestling, so it's always a serve. And what else? What else? This was a really fun main event, honestly. There, it was so it was. well thought out. It was so well planned, and you can see that 
these four wrestlers had so much talent in them that they were able to pull off this match considering, um, you know, with the guys and the women, they haven't worked with each other as much. You know, with Io and Damien, like, girl, when she climbed his, his shoulders and, like, did that crossbody from the, from the top of his shoulders to the outside, girl, a serve. Like, I, I cannot stop fangirling over this match so much because I really love intergender wrestling. So, yeah, that that finish was actually really great. Like Eos moonsault on Johnny, and then yes. when, when Damien was about to like do his finish, I don't know what his finisher is, girl. But like that reverse DDT position, and then Candice goes for the for the low blow. Ooh, period. And then Johnny gets the win. Like, ooh, a serve. That was a really fun main event, and this just goes to show that intergender wrestling is like really fun. Like this didn't have so it much is. intergender spots, but when it does happen. Like, people are going to gag. Like, remember when Naya entered the Royal Rumble match, like, a year ago? Like, the pop that that got... mm. Anyways, another time. But, like, this was really fun. And personally, I really enjoyed seeing the challengers win over the champions. Because, like, Mm -hmm. at least it builds them up as worthy challengers. Like, they may not win this Sunday, but, you know, they're still talented. You know, they still have that reputation. So, that's all. That was a lot. (laughs) <laughs> it really was so yeah really more of the same I just love the dynamic of these two teams um, unfortunately as you said when the women were actually um, going up against each other they were not they weren't given a lot of I wouldn't yeah they weren't given a lot of like things to how did I actually say it like they weren't given a lot of things to to do is that the right word? Fair, yeah. fair. Like, it was like, it was a bit minimal. There we go. I think that's better to say. So, yeah, um, when it came to that, I was just, I was gagged. Like, there's no other way to put it. I was just gagged. And then, but also, um, let me take this time to Loki fangirl over Damien Priest. Because I did not know anything about Damien Priest. Before, before this mm-hmm. match, and girl, I honor, I love his, I love his whole gimmick of like whatever he's doing. I, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like his dynamic with Io Shirai, and it's just super. I don't know. There's no other words to put it. And his chemistry with Johnny Gargano is obviously there, so that won't be a problem. And I just hope that both of them, women and men, have a great match. And I'm calling it already the iconic curse of the challengers holding the titles are happening again. So I hate to say it, but it looks like the challengers are going to lose. Um, <laughs> I, I really want to see Candice win, but like I feel like it's maybe not early. now. Yeah, maybe not yeah, now. Maybe in the future. What if Tegan knocks Cruiser? Like, she's like, haha, I wasn't actually, I didn't actually have an ACL bitch or something. Girl, I'm gonna get Charlotte Flair to do a figure eight on her and make sure that she stays. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 (laughs) no, no, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We do not, we don't say those types of things, but. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, if Candice wins on Sunday, like, I mean, like, the most possible thing that could happen if we dreamed is that one of them wins. Like, either Johnny or either Candice, but. I, I feel like towards both of them losing. You although, know? to be honest, I feel like if there was one person to win, I feel like Candice would win. Mostly because Damien Priest just won the North American title in TakeOver oh, 30. Yeah. 
so it's a, it would be a bit puzzling if he just loses all together. But I feel like Candace might win. Gag of the century, Tegan actually win, helps man? Candace to win. Um, no. <laughs> Imagine she just like, oh, oh my god, remember when I broke your TV? I bought you another one. <laughs> Imagine if she... <laughs> Oh my god. It's just like, I don't know. I just see irritating. Maybe I feel like Candace should still be the compet the I feel like there's not a lot of like credible heels right now. And I hope that she is still the what do you call this? Um I hope she's still gonna challenge for the title in the future, but I just don't see her winning it now. But I feel like she is gonna be yeah. the next women's champion. I don't know. So yeah, do you have any more comments on NXT as a whole? Um, not much aside from the fact that like the only person I see right now, like dethroning Io is either Candace or Rhea. But like I don't see Rhea dethroning her right now because like you oh know she God. has her own thing. But at the same with Raquel, but at the same time like Candace would just be the perfect person to beat Io. Like, okay, con- but considering their history, that's all. Okay, but Tony Storm has been inactive in WWE for a long time, so I feel like. She's good. It's about time for her to make the transition from UK to US. And imagine if she was the one to dethrone EO because of the whole May Young classic choo-choo. Yeah, I mean, Ooh. that would be nice. It's also a full circle rivalry mode. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be mad. I just would like to see it, I guess. <laughs> Agreed. I love it. Oh, but, but from... The US, we're going to the UK. I almost kind of forgot about this, not gonna lie. Um, mostly because oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm like, why am I wrapping up? <laughs> but so yeah, it just occurred to me that NXT we do film NXT UK and NXT together. So quick quickly, but it was still it was a quick match, but it was still pretty solid. We got two women, so I like how in the six in the few weeks we've gotten of NXT UK, we saw six completely different women. Props to that NXT UK. We love to see it. We saw six different women. So we got a match between Ginny and Zaya Brookside. What can you say about this match? I know you're a big Ginny fan, so you go ahead. I am. All right. So hmm. this was actually a really good, a really good match. It, it was a great match. It's pretty average, you know, NXT UK, um, the usual weekly type of matches that they have. It's usually like this. And you know, let's let's be real. There were there were some miscommunication that happened, mm-hmm. like when Zaya did that monkey flip, like, I mean, if you make a mistake like that, you got to get up and do it again, you know, and that's what she did. So props to her. Yeah. But, yeah. Honestly, the star of this match was obviously Jenny because, you know, she was the one being built up because she might be challenging for the title soon. So that might be the reason why she's getting these matches. So, so, so. Personally, I really love seeing Jenny talk trash. Like, I feel like it's, it's like an additional factor is the accent. Like, she's like, this is a this isn't a place for little girls. And I'm like, oh my god, she's like she's Ooh. like the wicked witch. Especially with like her whole fashionista gimmick. And oh my god, can we talk about that that like robe That's thing gear. that she had? A serve. Like I really miss Ginny with that whole theme song. Same. Oh my god. But yeah. I forgot um, it gave me so much vibes of someone else's theme song, but I can't exactly pinpoint who. I mean like I feel like it was the same person who made Kaylee Ray's theme song, but I mean like I'm not sure. Because like know. they have a they have a usual theme, like when it comes to like the music. But yeah, that was a serve. Um, Jeannie actually debuted a new finisher. Like if you're not familiar with her, that she was, did. That was a new finisher, like that. 
what was it? Was it? It was an STF. Um, it was sort of like a chicken camel clutch. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. It was a chicken wing and a camel clutch into an STF. It was. It was a lot of things. And what I like about it is that it's new. You know, it, she took like um, components of submissions from three different submissions, like you know, a chokehold, um, a chicken wing, and an STF, and like put them at the same time, which is great. But I really miss her old finisher. Like, are you familiar with it? I'm. I'm not sure. The couture kick. The couture yes. kick. The other one where but she gets a rip cord and then she yes. spins over. I don't think it's done though. I, I feel like she's just like adding things to her arsenal. Yeah. Because I, I really hope to see it. Because like that was I really loved seeing that movie. Like, the first time I saw it, it was a serve. But yeah, at the end she was like, "I'm come, like I'm gonna be the queen of NXT UK and like her music place." And yeah. I'm just one of the biggest Ginny stands ever since I discovered her. Ginny, so so so. Um, honestly, I was a bit surprised with this match because this is probably like the third week in a row that I'm gonna say it. But I'm not that familiar with NXT UK girls compared to other people. So, um, I do. I although I know these two women from the May Young Classic, so there's that. So one of the few things I just want to mention is Zaya. Brookside's emotions and like her facial expression when Ginny walked in. I I was like, yeah. I'm like, yes, she looks so mad. She was like, you bitch, you fucking beat me like before. Like, yeah. I fucking live for it. And then I love how commentary commentary is such a vital type for wrestling right now. I swear to God. Like every time when the commentary was hyping Ginny up, they were like, that's Gucci, that's whatever. I I, I, remember, saying, I remember I don't know her. Um <laughs> well. We stand both of so them. yeah, they were like saying that's a Gucci bag or whatever. But, so, you know what I mean? So yeah, it was more of the same with this match. It was average, a typical TV match. I do like the chemistry with uh never mind. There's like another, I mean like that's a comment that I usually give to a lot of things. I'm like if I say that a lot, like it would like lose its purpose. Uh-huh. So I think this match itself, there were like some of its bumps as well, but yeah, I take note that um, these two women are relatively young. No, I mean, like, Zaya Brooks is really young. She's, like, 20 years she's, old. Yeah. I, I know she was 18 when the, when she was in the MRC. So she's 20. Yeah. is literally so young. Ginny is, I think Ginny is more, is a bit younger. Like, maybe early 30s at most. Maybe. I could be wrong, though. But I just love Ginny as a whole. I was a bit disappointed because I love her signature moves, which are the couture kick and the makeover. We didn't see either yeah. of those, but you know, but you know, um, if we get to see more of her arsenal, as long as it's not completely gone, I'm here for it. I'm 100% here for it. So, for reals now, do you have any more comments to say about NXT US, NXT UK, NXT whatever? Um, I would say that NXT, both NXT US and UK, have always been serving, and you know, I'm always gagged whenever I see like. I re- whenever I remember that, oh, there's NXT today. Like, it's always so great. Like, well, it's not always super great, but I'm, I always enjoy it, you know? It delivers. It always delivers. And that's something that um, I really love. Like, I look forward to NXT every week. And, like, it's like their division just keeps building and building until mm-hmm. they eventually move up to the main roster. And, you know, it's a, it's a really great process. And that's all I have to say. I love NXT. So finally, for this week's WWE side of women's wrestling action, 
we got to see Friday Night SmackDown. And, 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 and. It's quite an interesting episode because it was short. In terms no of women's women. matches. Oh my god. I didn't notice that there weren't any women's matches. Oh my god, a shocker. No but, worries. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that. But, you know, when you're too entertained, you don't recognize, like, those stuff. But anyways, we got three promos. Well, three segments, segments. rather. So starting us off, we have the Kevin Owens show featuring the goddess, Alexa Bliss. So, would you like to start off or? Yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead. Yes. I am a big fan of Alexa Bliss and Kevin Owens. So I'm like, yes, I need this advantage. Not okay. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's like, that's like a survivor reference. If anyone got that, I love you. <laughs> but yes. Um, but yeah, I just wanted this to happen so bad. I love Kevin Owens and Alexa Bliss as a whole. Quick side note. Um, I don't know if any of you follow Kevin Owens on Instagram or on social media, but she posted a picture of her his family with matching Halloween Halloween costumes. I, I mm. it was so cute. It was so adorable. They were all skeletons, like the skeleton suit. They were so adorable. Like it's just a quick side note, and it's nice to see how he really is outside of the ring. But when it comes to this show, comes to this as a whole, um, I was a bit like puzzled at first because. Alexa was really like, I don't know what they're talking about, Kevin. Girl. Like, she was like, like, girl, like, she was like, maybe a change is good or something like that. It was like very Karen <laughs> Smith, which I live for. Because I love me. It, it was, it was. It, it was very Karen Smith. I live for it. And I mean, like, Alexa, this is kind of a character. No, just kidding. Let's not get into that. Um, oh, uh, my God. Let's not get into, the, let's get not into those Mysterio tweets. Um, so, 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 yeah, positive things. Let me just pretend, okay, okay, guys, I'm a big Alexa Bliss fan. So as an Alexa fan, I just pretended that she was in character and she was like tweeting mm. as the feats mm. and she was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. So yeah, I was just a bit puzzled when she said that because um, in Moment of Bliss with Nikki Cross, she completely acknowledged the change. And I guess now she's not, but at, I mean, now her relationship with the fiend is more, it's more obvious and it's more sh- shown. It's something that we're gonna, we're definitely gonna wait for and what exactly they're gonna do with it, but what they're giving it, it to us, period. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love it so much. Just like no other way to put it. Like, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay, honestly, same like, Everyone has the same opinion on this. Like, if you hate this, like, whole angle of Alexa Bliss with The Fiend, like, girl, have you not been watching wrestling for, like, a while now? Like, these types of characters can only be pulled off by a certain, you know, certain actor or actress. That's the Nightmare Collective, JK. Um, (laughs) Girl. No comment. No comment. But anyways, back to Alexa Bliss. As I said in the past few weeks, no one and absolutely no one can deliver this character better than Alexa Bliss, at least for the current roster. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, this is the perfect pick for her right now, especially considering Nikki Cross is like, you know, self isolating and all of that. So I'm glad that she's still getting some sort of stuff going on with her. Because remember when she was over at Raw and she was like the top woman of the division, and now that she's here on SmackDown, um, in the tag division, she was kind of like, overshadowed by like the golden role models and the iconics the kabuki warriors the kabuki warriors yes and now that she's solo again technically solo 
um, I'm glad that she's still getting the spotlight. And, you know, this whole promo that she did where she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, girl, don't even pretend. But, I mean, at the end, I'm, I was glad to see that, you know, that whole thing where she... It was, it was kind of creepy, though, that she was, like, holding hands with the fiend, like, girl... Beauty and the jo- Beast list. Girl, is, is JoJo seeing any of this? Like, girl... <laughs> <laughs> you know? How about Murphy? Just kidding! Just oh, kidding! Why? Oh, stop. Okay, anyway. I name-dropped. I really name-dropped. So, wait. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> what was well... Okay. <laughs> That was great to see, like, okay, like, it's confirmed that she is going to be affiliated with the Fiend. Like, in, like compare her to Alistair Black, who was also, like, you know, interacted with the Fiend. Like, he's over on Raw, so, like, he's not directly with the Fiend, but, like, Alexa here, like, she oh interacts God. with him up till now. Like, Imagine thing. the possibilities. Imagine a whole faction with, like... Alistair Black, The Fiend, Braun Strowman, and Alexa Bliss. Oh, that looks so sexy. Oh my god. A serve, actually. I like how how Alexa's just there, because all of them are like big dudes, and then she's there five feet. And Alexa's just there. Yeah. Like, she was like, like, they would accompany her to like the women's women's championship matches. Oh my god. (laughs) Like Anna J or something. But Imagine if it was like Zelina Vega versus (laughs) Alexa Bliss. Alistair Black would just be like, Oh my god! I mean, yeah, they could be on different brands, but yeah. But go on. But that's all I have to say. It's interesting. It's interesting to see Alexa Bliss in this dynamic because we haven't seen this from her, but we know that she's a great actress. So, with that said, do you have anything else to add for Alexa Bliss and the scene? Nothing much. I think we should move on. Are you sure you want to move on? Because this next segment, girl, the mystery woman reveals herself. And no comment. <laughs> like, this is it's something not that. Michelle- I feel. Like- no, it's not Michelle McCool. It's Aww. Jillian Paul. <laughs> yes, you know you won't lie. Okay, but like, to be Stream fair, a jingle with Jillian. Oh my god, yeah, she has a whole album. But we'll stream that some other time. But like, <laughs> this mystery woman is Carmella. I'm surprised. Not- I'm not mad that it's Carmella. I'm mad that we predicted it so well. You know, like, some the one thing that's really great about wrestling is how unpredictable it can be sometimes. And this was one of those times where we 100% said, like, all right, this is Carmella, like, from the facial structure. And I remember that part last, last week, or was it last week, where she turned around and I saw the nose. I was like, mm, girl, this is 100% Carmella. And, Imagine this. Yeah. Just imagine if they got a body double. If like, imagine if they just put Chelsea Green in a in a blonde wig. Oh my god! And then, oh my god! If it was actually Carmella, that would be iconic. I mean, it's something that they would do, but yeah, well, they didn't do it. But anyways, as I was saying, like, I have the same comments. Um, since last last week, we've known that this was Carmella. My comments stay the same. I I'm really glad that she's leaving this dancing character behind because I really enjoyed her as a heel, like, as SmackDown Women's Champion, I feel like she had a really great run with the title. And I saw some people say that their favorite um, SmackDown Women's Champion so far has been Carmella. And I mean, like, I mean, we, we've we also seen great show, a great showing from Becky Lynch and Alexa, but at the same time, Carmella had really great promos, and she also served looks, and, you know, I, I can't, I can't complain. Tea. I really, I really Period. enjoyed her as a 
And yeah, I mean, I hope that this gimmick gets her somewhere. As I said in the last few yes, weeks, it has sure. to bring her somewhere. Because if it doesn't, what was the point of this whole character change? Because she seems like I she's more it, Yeah, I live for it. It's very diva. But I want to see her do something. What about you? It seems it seems like a gimmick that WWE would get behind in the first place. So that's like hope. <laughs> so I'm like, ooh. Is this a championship run coming here? Carmella two-time champion? I would like to see it. I feel mm-hmm. like she's going to do well in either brand. But I could see her... Um, I could see her going to Raw more, mostly because I don't necessarily... Actually, reigniting that fire between her and Asuka would be so fun. Actually. Because they've had I just realized that. Ooh. Like, that would be nice, but I said it before, Bianca Belair should take a title away from Asuka. Period. So, yes. Period. So, but yes. That's so, but it's for... really interesting to see what she's, what's going to happen to her, though. Actually, yeah, because we don't know where it's going. Is she challenging Bailey for like a filler or? Wait, no, she's not challenging Bailey because J- Bailey has her own challenger soon, which we will discuss later. But yeah, I hope it mm-hmm. goes somewhere. Do you have anything else? Nothing much. Same, because like, girl, everything we wanted to say, we've said it in the past because we knew it was Carmella. So it wasn't much of a surprise, oh. but I'm glad that this is sort of a repackage. And I say sort of because was fabulous you know and she's still fabulous no she's untouchable no now she's untouchable (laughs) excuse me she she just changed her whole you know title but yeah with that said she's gonna come out with a u-n-t-o-u-c-h-a-b-l-e that is that is too long that is too long she cannot market that but yeah untouchable yeah, with that, uh, <laughs> Carmella Mystery Woman, best of luck to you because we have to talk about this last segment. Girl. Girl, 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 girl. girl. You know what? Uh-huh. I, 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 I let you go first for the Sasha Banks promo. So, I just would like to say I live for every second of it. Sasha Banks repping that black pink, ironically black pink, um, because uh-huh. like you know black pink came up with an album, yeah, all that jazz with that with that black pink outfit. At this point, just anything that Sasha Banks wear, I would eat it up. Like even if it's the shittiest of shit clothes, I would still eat it up. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. bear with me. So she just ate it up. She ate the promo up. She did everything up. But like, girl, that is not how long neck injuries will heal. That's what I would like to say. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like injuries do not take that fast to heal. Like that's just me. I'm not a doctor, but I know it doesn't take that fast to heal. And I'm so surprised we're actually gonna get the match. I mean, I don't think we're gonna have a clear winner. I feel like oh, it's gonna be like a double count or disqualification. But we're actually getting a Bailey versus Sasha match next week. That by itself talks oh, a lot. Says a lot. Like, I, I believe this is the first one-on-one match since, like, 2017 or something. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh, wow. 2016? No, 2017. They had, that, like, that one match with... They, they had a couple of matches in Raw before. So I'm just, like, really excited on how is this going to go. And I hope, 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 hope that this is going to lead to somewhere. Although I have my personal predictions of what they're going to do with it. But I'll talk about it later on because I think it's... I think it's just appropriate that we talk about draft predictions after that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we should. Okay, so yeah, you go on, Miss Tasha Crew. What can you say about this? 
All right. I would like to um, call all of the Sasha crew members at this point to stand up and, you know, just gag over this whole segment. Because, girl, this was like the first thing yeah, I saw yeah. when I woke oh. up. I was like, Sasha's back on SmackDown? What? So I was like, let me, let me go to my very, very official WWE network. <laughs> my very authorized WWE network to see what the hell went on. And oh my god, did I miss seeing her entrance solo? Because girl, whenever she went out with that theme song, it always gets cut short because Bailey would always have to go out and like, you know, her whole theme song plays and like for the whole entrance, it's the rock and roll thing Bailey has. But like that theme song playing solo for her, I've missed it. And as you said, that attire, that gear, like girl, how much, how much of those like, what do you call that? It's like is it? It's like a pantsuit or is it like bodysuit? Girl, I'm not fashionable. I don't know those. I don't know. Things, but, but you know what I'm talking about? Those cuts yes. of that gear. She has like those in gold and black and green and literally everything. She'll probably have them for a lifetime. But for this promo, this might be one of her best promos ever since NXT. Saw yes, it. I would say. I would say. Right? Okay, I would. I would agree. I would I, agree. I really this is her best it. promo as a face. Oh, definitely. Because like so- face Sasha yes. on Raw, it got old after the Sasha and Charlotte storyline. You know, because like That's no true. one paid attention to her as much, which which was really tragic for me because I really loved her. Mm-hmm. But this was when she like, one feuded of the- with the riot. When she oh, feuded yeah. with the riot squad with for riot squad. like four months, <laughs> and like it went nowhere. Big so like fun. that was really tragic. So like seeing her as a face now and like getting that fire, and I really feel like this fire that she got was definitely from her work with Bailey. Because of course you're working with someone that you're close with, and someone who you know you can trust to make you look good and make them look good. It was really great to see. And as I said, this is probably the best that she's looked. In terms of promo, ever since NXT, because NXT Sasha is untouchable. But oh my god, did I miss the way that she says "bitch"? Like, how, how did she say it? Bitch. Yeah, she bitch. was like, "You stand no chance." Very Melina. Well, Melina's untouchable to be honest. But if I yes. if I would choose someone who said that as good as Melina, at least it'll probably it it'll probably go Brie- to Sasha or Bella. Stephanie <laughs> or Brie. Brie Brie was pretty good. It's like Brie- it was it was Bella on a mic. Was- yeah, yeah, and like everyone died, <laughs> but yeah, the W was like we're a PG show. We yeah, like, I, I I remember the children in the crowd, like they were gagging, like oh child. But anyways, <laughs> back to Sasha Banks' promo, the whole neck injury thing. I mean, I kind of understand why it would make sense for her to like be healed, because like to be fair, it was what was it. Uh, to be fair, the only damage that Bailey did to the neck was the chair shot, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be fair, it was only the chair shot. And, you know, we've seen it with Rhonda and Charlotte in the past over at Survivor Series where she did the same thing and Rhonda didn't, like, take too much time off. So it would make sense. Although, you know, this is, like, the third time we talked about neck injuries in this podcast, like, in this episode. <laughs> but, you know, we got to reiterate it. Like, neck injuries are no joke, like, you know, Edge, who else? AJ, you know, those stuff. Like, neck injuries are no joke. So, this Nikki was Bella. Kind of, Nikki Bella, exactly. So, like, these injuries are, like, you know, it's hard to make them seem believable. So, at this point, it was kind of unrealistic to see. But, honestly, any Sasha Banks content, I would love. 
you know, and like the way Same. that she was looking at the camera, like she was ready to kill the bitch. Like, mm. this exactly. is our time. So yeah, when she removed the neck brace, it was so big reveal. It was like Roxy Andrews season yeah. five. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, he's okay now. Wig reveal secrets. Yeah, but that's all I have to say. But I do want to ask you like a question for both of us. Okay. What do you think uh-huh. will happen? Well, you you kind of talked about it, but what do you think will happen in their match next week? Okay, so this is how what I'm gonna. This is what I see happening. It's gonna be a double count out or a DQ finish, and Bailey retains, but Sasha gets drafted to Raw, and they're gonna have one match that Sasha and Bailey would have in Hell in a Cell. But hear me out. I think Sasha has to lose that match, or so, yeah, I believe Sasha should lose that match. And then she would be in Raw, feud with a couple of people, then win the Rumble and win the title of Mania. I feel like that's what they're going for. They they could also do it in a way where Bailey gets drafted to Raw, but I feel like it would make better. It would for me it would be personally be personally be better if Sasha won. I mean like Sasha, it would be Sasha winning the Rumble and taking the belt at Mania. Definitely, I agree. Okay, that's my that's my like whole yeah. that's my whole thing. They should be separated for sure. Definitely, I definitely agree that it would be better for Sasha to win the Rumble and then go on to win, um, the title at Mania. But like, girl, I honestly don't want to see her lose another Hell in a Cell match. Like, this is like the third, the third Hell in a Cell match that she's had. So, like, girl, come on, you gotta give her a win. But at the same time, like, if that's the case, um, maybe it would be better if the Hell in a Cell match were not to happen at all. Like, the whole Bailey-Sasha match next week mm. would be the last time for a while that they would interact in a match. So after that, like, that's when Sasha gets drafted over to Raw and, like, she gets her vengeance at the Rumble, you know, so that they're kept separate. What, what if they just have, like, some bullshit finish, like last year with The Fiend and Seth Rollins, where they have, like, a bullshit finish in the Hell in a Cell match? Uh, uh, no, 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 that was great. Never mind. Yeah, that, that would that would be really but like, bad. But like, I feel no. like I still feel like they're gonna. What if they have a match in Hell in the Cell, but not in the Cell? I feel like that Possible. would be better. Unlike how I book things. Possible. I don't know. But what I want to happen is I don't want Sasha to look weak because this is her like moment. Ever since her return, this is like the Sasha that we've all been waiting for. So we need to see her in the spotlight. However. Um, you were muted for a second. What? Oh my god, sorry. So there are You're rumors. Muted. Am I heard now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So there are rumors that Sasha and Bailey is the current planned main event for Hell in a Cell. I'm not sure if that's 100% true, but if that is true, uh, inside Hell in a Cell, by the way, if that is true, personally, like, I don't want to see Sasha lose because like she will just look super weak. But at the same time, if she does win it at WrestleMania next year, like go ahead. But like I don't want to see her look super weak as of now because this is the time that she has to look strong. You know, just keep them separate afterwards. Maybe, yeah. I I, feel, I could see it, but I don't know. I honestly don't know. Like it's for me, it's either it's either um keep 
keep it going until Hell in a Cell and not touch it from there or don't touch it after their match next week. But I don't know. I'm a bit iffy on it, honestly. Like, I'm a bit scared. Not gonna lie for next week because mm-hmm. this match has been built up forever. And True. here we are getting that match. You know oh my God. Okay. Let's... The thing here is, honestly, let's just let whatever happens whatever's gonna happen let's just let it happen and like let's just yes. leave it to ourselves to enjoy it or not so with that said do you have anything else to add for the Sasha Banks promo and the Bailey match next week nothing much I think we should talk about our little our quick Jack mm-hmm. predictions over here alright so um, would you like to go I first? think yeah I think it's fair enough if we say like three women right, who we right. think I mean like three women of each brand who would Definite. I mean, like six women as a whole, six or five, five women who would benefit from a split, from from a from a mm-hmm. from a draft. There we go. From switching of a brand. There we go. That's what I meant. Okay. So I felt like the first person who would definitely benefit from this is Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, because girl, they have to be separated. I swear to God, if they're, if they're not separated by the end of the draft, what was the point of breaking them up? Agreed. Honestly, what was the point? Like. Honestly, I feel like if there's another person who's going to benefit here is Carmella, mostly because she's coming off this, she managed, it's like a Britt Baker kind of thing, but I wouldn't stretch it into that level because whatever Britt Baker did in AEW was so amazing. Like she was out of action for like months, yet she still remained relevant. And that's kind of what Carmella did this past few weeks. So I think she's going to benefit the draft for sure. Um, Another person who I see benefiting is Zelina Vega. No matter Raw or SmackDown, I feel like WWE is going to take her more seriously. I hope she's not a main event jobber. And then I would say um, it was a bit cheating that I said Bill Gay and Peyton Royce, but like I'm going to have two more spots. Bianca Belair, I feel like it's also going to benefit from the split. And my bold prediction is going to be Rhea Ripley being called up to the main roster because she can't. She, she really has nothing left to do with the brand. With if you think about it, there's really not a lot for her to do in NXT anymore. She's kind of done it all. She has. She's won both women's titles in NXT. Like I just don't see her doing much with it, honestly. Although, can I just say I Loki want to see. Because, like, you know how, like, the men of NXT, like Finn Balor, he went back to NXT, right? Yeah, I Loki want to see one of the NXT women, um, one of the women go to NXT. Like, if I were to pick one, I feel like someone who's really appropriate to go back is, honestly, Sonya Deville or Daria Bernato, whatever her name's going to be when she comes back. Like, it would be very appropriate for her to win the NXT. Oh, my God. Imagine the match possibilities. Like, we never got, know, right? she never got to have a, she didn't have a good NXT run. So I think now is a good time to prove that. And yeah, imagine if like her and Mandy are both champions and then Survivor Series. Yeah, come on, the WWE. Let's go, let's do it. Okay, so yeah, those are my draft predictions. So how about you, Troy? Five women. Well, I technically did six, but five women who you think would benefit from a draft. I I was kind of put on the spot because I didn't prepare for this, but I will say... It's okay. I definitely, first of all, I want to see Billy Kay and Peyton Roy separate. But I prefer if Billy would go over. He said it's wrong. He said it's wrong. It's Billy Kay. Oh yeah. Oh my god. It's Billy Kay. Over to SmackDown Live. It's like, girl, come on. If you broke up the iconics for nothing, 
come on. You might as well just separate them on like different brands. So I feel like Billy Kay would be perfect for SmackDown Live. Or SmackDown rather. Because you know, Peyton Royce with this whole thing with Asuka. It didn't happen this week, but it happened last week. So might as well pretend that that might be a future storyline. So definitely Peyton might stay on Raw. So Billy Kay to SmackDown. Um, second, Bianca Belair to probably stay on Raw because I still stand firmly in the fact that she deserves to beat Asuka for the title. Third, yes, maybe if if someone from the main roster could go back to NXT, I'm not sure. You know, for now, maybe I'll have to agree with you. Sonya Deville, should she come back? Or Nikki back? Cross. Like, or those Nikki are the women, I would say. You know, like, she didn't have that big of a run in NXT. I mean, she had this whole match with Asuka, but solo-wise, nothing really much happened. Especially with Sanity, like, breaking up too. And fourth, over to SmackDown. Who else? Maybe the Riot Squad? But, like, tag teams aren't really, like, that relevant when it comes to drafts. Because, you know, the tag titles in terms of women can, like, face anyone in either brand. So, possibly, the Riot Squad could go to SmackDown. And lastly, maybe Zelina stays on Raw. Because, like, I think her and Asuka aren't finished. But that's all. That's, that's my five. Zelina to NXT would actually be also interesting. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, but I, I highly doubt they're going to separate her and Alistair. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Can Alistair just go back to NXT too? Like, girl, come on. No, I'm kidding. No. But, they have to team up with the Fiend. That would oh, be so yeah. iconic. But yeah, because like... Look at us talking about men's wrestling. Know, right? Can you Look believe character development, I think? <laughs> oh my god. I did not see this coming at all, but... Anyway, <laughs> so... That's it for the draft. Do you have anything else to add? I'm super excited. I hope. This is gonna be a fresher start because when we had the draft last year, girl, what the fuck happened to SmackDown? That's all I'm gonna say. Agreed. Come on. All of them like went to Raw and like half of them like left, like Sonya and Mandy. Uh, but yeah, that's all for Remember the draft. Remember when Lacey Evans was treated as like a star in last year's draft? Exactly. What happened to her? No, I, I don't remember bad. that. <laughs> I, ah, ah, no, I, I remember you. it. But like, girl. She's like she's like erased right now. Like she's gone. No words. Same. No words. So like no words. this draft better give us something. Cause drafts are honestly really fun. Cause like you never know who could end up where. So with that said, do you have any additional predictions? Charlotte Flair to manage Andrade and Garza, please. Please. <laughs> Possible. Possible. Yes. I mean, like, we would love to see it. I want to see it. I have no other comments. So, with that said, that's it for WWE. Like, wow. That was honestly Not a lot. Like, that our was, NXT I mean, was like, like 30 minutes, and like, SmackDown was also 30 minutes. How did we reach 30 minutes with no women's match? Girl. We outsold Raw. We said Raw. Honestly. Ooh, JK. But yeah, like that's that's one of the great things that we love to see. Like with no women's match, like we're so drawn because of entertainment. So, with that mm-hmm. said, um, let's move on to the AEW side of things. But before that, let's check up with our special spotlight. Special. We chose some, well, Jiggy chose someone who he's very familiar with, where 
whereas I had to do a little bit of more research. But for this week's special spotlight, just before we're diving into AEW, um, we have a very special choice here because she's someone I'm not that familiar with. But after like seeing her stuff, I'm actually like starting to gag over her. So, period. She's Zoe Lucas. And, you know, as I said earlier, you were the one who chose her as mm-hmm. our spotlight. So why don't you start us off? Okay, so this is probably like the 8 million time I'm referenced something Mean Girls on this podcast. But Zoe Lucas is the epitome of a Regina George wrestler. Like, I'm going to make that kind of wrestler. Like, women who try to, like, be the bitchy character, she just slays it every single time. Like, I'll be completely honest with you. I haven't seen a lot of her work lately. I've seen a lot of her matches in the past. And even though and this was even before I got into indie wrestling as a whole. And like le- legit everything about her from the gear, from the moves. Like she has her and her moveset as well. Like her moveset is like a good amount of diva era moves and like modern yeah. moves that we would see from women of the day. That's why I completely love it. I love her whole, I just love her whole bitchiness and her charisma. She likes... She has so much star power. And to be completely honest, I'm surprised that no big company, maybe WWE, AEW, or Impact, has actually signed her to a full-time contract. Because, girl, you can see you can see why she deserves to be... She's in, she's in that caliber, in my opinion. And I just hope that, you know, best of luck, Zoe Lucas. Watch all of her matches, the Lucas landslide as well. We love to see it. <laughs> That's all I have to say. That, that was that was quite a lot too. Well, personally, first things first, let's address like like my first impression of her, like a girl. When I did my Google search, she was five feet, yeah, five feet tall, eight inches. Am I right? Five oh, wow, eight. She's, I just she's realized how tall she... she was really tall. Like, um, okay, so basically from the matches I've seen, the most notable ones are um her tag team match with Mayu Iwatani going up against mm-hmm. Chris Wolf and someone I don't remember, unfortunately. She, she wrestles a lot in Japan. Yeah, she wrestles to... a lot in Japan. Yeah. And mm-hmm. there, she, she was pretty good. Like, I saw a bunch of her moves and all that. But I think the match that really got me into her was her match with Big Swole, a.k.a. Ariel Monroe. Ooh. If you're familiar with that match. Yes. Uh, you're familiar? Okay. So, I feel like that match just had so much good moves. Like, I saw her do a spinning heel kick into a split. A springboard split leg drop. Like, I understand that, like, splits are, like, really a very, what do you call this? Overused move in terms of, like, women's wrestlers. But, like, you know, it's always a gag to see someone do a split in wrestling. And personally, like, you know, this was a championship match and she was a champion. I did not expect her to be the heel because, like, she looks like the perfect baby face. But at the same time, like, in the match itself, she... Like, what you said, she's the perfect mean girl character in wrestling. Like, I don't know, like, because, you know, there she was, she was in a skirt, she was, like, pink, and all of that, like, cute girl vibes, but at the same time, she was a badass heel, like, she was annoyed that the referee kept, you know, counting to two only. It was, it was great to see. And, yeah, I'm surprised that none of the big companies have shown interest in her, considering, like, how talented she is, both inside and outside the ring. Like, in terms of wrestling and character work. And, yeah, this isn't related at all. But, like, after the match, like, it was really surprising. Because, like, for some reason, Bull Nakano came out. I was like, wait, where did Why, she come what? from? Like, Why, she came out. 
it, it was it was really oh, yeah. surprising. I'm like, to remember. <laughs> it was really surprising because like Zoe Lucas lost the title, and then she was like, "No, no one can take my title." And then suddenly, Bill Nakano came out, and uh, and I'm just like, whoa, "Whoa, wait!" I mean, she looked great, but I was like, "Where did this come from?" But yeah, that was fun, and I hope like what you said off off recording. I really hope that NXT UK shows interest in her because like I can see her hanging with those girls. You know, like yes, Jamie, for sure. Girls, like her characters is perfect for there. I mean, she could be a face or a heel, and I feel like she could serve either way. You would slam. So that's all I have to say for Zoe Lucas. I hope we get to see her in the big leagues sooner or later. You have anything else to add? Um, one last thing, Zoe Lucas for May Young Classic Three. I was about Ooh. to say May Young Classic Twenty Twenty, but I highly doubt uh, that's gonna happen in yeah. these circumstances. <laughs> May Young Classic League, Zoe Lucas, let's go. We'd love to see it. Like at least at least quarterfinals. Zoe like, Lucas versus Crystal. Do it WWE. Ooh, look at the the battle yeah. of the splits. Yeah? Oh my god. I didn't even think we'll, of that. <laughs> we'd love to see it. But yeah, with that said, best of luck to Zoe Lucas in her future career. And let's talk about AEW. So, of course, we're going to the final side of things over here with the AEW shows. And first off, let's talk about what happened in AEW Dark. And the first match, we've actually got someone new that we haven't seen before. I've actually been a little bit familiar with her. I've seen some of her matches. Alex Gracia. I'm disappointed they didn't say her nickname, which is the Pink Fantasy. I just wanted to put it out there. So she's Ooh, actually... I, did, I didn't know that. The pink, dream, the pink Dream, oh my god, The Pink Dream, my bad. The Pink Dream, Alex Garcia. Okay. All right. And against Penelope Ford. So, um, what did you give us started with this one? Well, okay, I will say I'm really glad to see a new diva. You know, I love the diva gimmick. It gives me, like, vibes from the diva era, especially considering she's a blonde and all of that. So it was a great um, addition to, like, I don't want to say addition to the roster because, you know, AEW Dark and all of that. But yeah, new faces, new talent. Like we get to see these new faces come in and see what they got to offer to the table. And yeah, she's she's pretty good. And but like you know, she went up against Penelope Ford, who I love like hundred percent. So this match, mm-hmm. uh, it was actually a pretty okay match. Like it was really quick. Well, of course, AEW Dark. But yeah, Queen of the Fisherman Suplex. That's all I have to say actually. And Kip Sabian. Course, how can yes. I forget about Kip Sabian? Kip Sabian, of course. Yeah. I love that they're building a Penelope in Dark to some extent. So I hope that she gets in the title picture soon because I'd love to see her as champion. So, yeah, actually, to be honest, this is one of the dark matches in the past few weeks that I don't really like, mostly because. Mm-hmm. Um, especially lately when it comes to dark, even in some matches here, there is some sort of storyline that these people are giving, like these women are given, like there's some sort of like, they're building off of something, but this just had no story, story going on whatsoever. Yeah. And there wasn't really even like notable spots. Um, and even with Alex Gracia, I was a bit disappointed. Um, maybe it's because she was an enhancement talent. That's why she didn't give it her all because girl, that bitch couldn't go like watch her matches against Holiday and Thunder Rosa. Mm. Like she had a lot of she has a lot of quarantine matches recently, like All against right. those two. So yeah, out. those are pretty those are pretty cool to watch. And I guess yeah, it's more of the same 
Uh, I was a bit. I love the. I love Penelope's fisherman suplex, but I just, I just miss seeing the cutter. The I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know what she calls it. The cutter. Yeah, I know. I know that. I understand. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. Anyways, so yeah, it was a bit disappointing, but at the same time, it's AEW Dark. What could we expect? <laughs> so I mean, yeah. agreed. <laughs> okay, so what? We have any more comments before we move on to our next match? Um. Okay. Just really quick, like in comparison to Penelope Ford's match with Danny Jordan, I, was it last week? I'm not sure, but it was a match week ago. weeks ago. All right. So, the thing with that match with Danny Jordan is that it had no storyline going in, but in the match itself, like there was a storyline. Exactly. Like you know, they made use of the whole burn book situation with Jet with Danny Jordan's character. So you know, that was a little bit of entertainment. But here. Um, it was just it was just, it, was, yeah, it was just a wrestling match, and the issue with a usual wrestling match, especially with two people like Alex and Penelope who had zero history together, um, it's hard to like connect, you know. So it was just like, sure, it's a cute little match with a quick finish. So yeah, I don't really remember much from it. All I know is exactly. that Penelope's the one who's getting like the benefit off of the match. So for, for what even, though? Exactly. So we don't know where it's <laughs> for... going. So. If they want to give us matches, at least give us some sort of story, like the, some storytelling in the match itself, because this one was just a, a regular match. And I don't know anything about Alex Gracia, so that was an additional factor as to why I wasn't able to enjoy it as much. That's all. So yeah, um, I don't know, like, maybe I guess last words is that I want to, I look, you want to see, I have, we haven't even talked about it that much, but Penelope has Loki been taken to the side, not comes not even I uh, know, not just when it comes to the title picture, but she's also in the side when it comes to the whole Kip Sabin and Miro storyline going on there. So I wanna yes. see where that goes. I just wanna see where what happens with it. Those three though, they Miro and Kip Sabin have such great chemistry with each other. Like they should be a permanent tag team. Hmm. So yeah, so shall we just move on to the next match? All right, let's so up next, we got two of our faves, actually. We got Red Velvet going up against Ty Conti. Ty Conti's first AEW Dark match, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it was. I, I and know. so, yeah, actually, why don't you start? Um, actually, wait, I'll start it off here. So, yeah, go ahead. So, there's actually, so there's actually, like, a couple of things that I would like to... Oh, wait, my, my mic fell. Sorry about that. So, yes. <laughs> So, so actually, this when it comes to this match, I feel like it was a very, like the good thing what I like about for me AEW, okay wait words, for me what they're doing with AEW Dark only works if number one they're building up someone for a championship shot or number two, um, this wrestler is relatively new to us and they want they wanted to be a showcase for that wrestler and that is exactly what they did with Ty Conti, Ty Conti as much as we saw her in the tag matches and all this is her first time in a one this is actually just her second one-on-one match in AEW as a whole and up against red velvet so unfortunately we knew that we knew where this was going no offense it was just sad but yes actually girl Ty Conti just improves week after week she is a star she is a star in the making and Fuck, I can't completely remember what her the finish was, but whatever the finish was, I was gagging over it. I remember. Right, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it. Okay, so yeah. It's more of the same red velvet. We'll talk about her more later because she made her dynamite debut deserve the fucking serve. And but I 
But of course, the one that sticks out to me the most was when Anna J. Anna J. went from the crowd and she congratulated Ty Conti and she was trying to help Red Velvet out, but she actually just hit Red Velvet with the, with the Queen Slayer. And I'm not I'm not 100% sure if that's what really they're gonna go for, but I actually like the name Queen Slayer, so why not go for it? So yeah, they call it the Queen Slayer submission hold, and then Brandy Rhodes came in and then saved Red Velvet. And girl, honestly, tag team match these, I would like to see it. Thanks. I would like to see it. But imagine if, oh my god, wait, I just like had a random thought. Because like the Nightmare sisters are basically like MIA at this point. Like we haven't seen them team up in a while. So imagine if it was it was TJ versus versus Brandy Rhodes and Red velvet but ali actually causes brandy the match because she's like fuck you you're not my tag team anymore or something mm. i would like to see it because you know like any any storyline we'd love exactly <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> but like yeah because it's just a bit weird for me because with the night ali outside of wrestling outside of aw she doesn't have any direct affiliation with the nightmare family the nightmare yeah the nightmare family is that what they call I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's something like the nightmare family so yeah. it's a bit weird like I don't know like I know Cutie Marshall also doesn't have anything and they also have like a thing going on on screen but like girl where's Ali when Brandy Rhodes is out there like she wasn't even on dynamite like maybe she's quarantining maybe she's doing something but I just want answers <laughs> there we go so how about you Troy what do you think about this short but sweet match pun intended because Red oh. Velvet oh my god girl Okay, so, you know, same thoughts. Literally two of my favorites in AEW are, like, going up against each other. So, at the same time, I didn't want to see um, Red Velvet lose. Because, obviously, who saw Red Velvet win winning this? Like, unfortunately. Like, let's be real. We all know what happens in AEW dark matches. Okay? It's 100% predictable. But, you know, it, it was the same showing from Red Velvet, which I'm always living for. You know, her split. As I said, splits are really used in women's wrestling matches but i can't complain because they're super you know it shows how athletic a competitor is and we love to see that and yeah i, I personally found it really cute to see anna jay like cheering for ty conti yes, at the side yes. i don't know it was it was really cute like she was like a supportive um sister or something like that because they really look like sisters like personally that's why i'm buying them as a tag team because they look like legit sisters but ty conti was like fire in this match she was doing arm bars and like a lot of stuff like that she did her iconic um judo throw thing like girl wwe yeah. really missed out on her, like, on her. imagine it imagine remember when she was being teased as the female member of the undisputed era yeah. imagine how oh good God. that would have been to you I, I have that written down like i remember that so much like when with her whole thing with nikki cross and her possibly being like a female the only female member in the ue Personally, I, I was gagged. I was like, you know, maybe at the time we weren't buying it as much because we haven't seen her in the ring. But that's because of WWE. They didn't give her the time. And like, this is, this is this is what we're seeing right now. This is Ty Conti's talent. She fits the criteria as well. Number one, she's a great wrestler. Number two, she's mm-hmm. hot. Because we all know exactly. all the Undisputed Era are hot. So like, yes. <laughs> she fits the WWE. Let's do it. Exactly. Oh, exactly. too bad. Like, Ty, literally, literally, I'm so unfortunate. Right? But yeah, um, it was great to see her win. And since you don't remember the finish, um, it was actually like a new move from Ty Conti. Yeah. Do you do you remember Caitlyn's Lotus Lock in NXT? There we go. I, I there. knew it was 
like yes. in my mind was like because like when i when i was thinking about it i was like why do i ha- why do i picture like she's doing this to maxine yeah like, maxine, exactly, exactly i'm like oh okay and i'm like yeah, oh okay that's that, why that's what clicked with me i was like oh my god this is nxt caitlin but yeah i'm glad that she's pulling out new moves i really wish we got to see more of that um that's amazing and i feel like she could have done it to red velvet considering how light red velvet is but you know we can't get everything we want on dark so with the finish um you know seeing anna j being super supportive and i think like with based on ty conti's acting she's still on the confused side of where whether she wants to be affiliated with Anna J or if she stays a face which personally I feel like she's definitely gonna join the Dark Order like I why not like I feel like them as a tag team would just be so great like just, just give it to us all right like sign the contract girl we are waiting I'd love to see it because they would look would... really good in black like black gear like I can imagine it already I would say the same but at the same time Where are the women's tag titles of the AEW? Oh, like, yeah. they just wouldn't, it just wouldn't be like a motive for them. But yeah. I, it would be cute. I love them as a tag team. Mm-hmm. I highly wanted them to win the entire tournament. Not gonna lie. So yeah. But yeah, that's all I have to say for this. I love Ty and I love Red Velvet. Ty, Conti, and Red Velvet. Oh, we love to see it. Thank Hopefully, you. more dark matches like that. Like this was honestly such a great dark match. But from one dark match, we're moving to another dark match, which apparently was the co-main event. Apparently, that's a thing in AEW. I did not mm-hmm. know that was a thing, but there uh, are co-main events. Apparently, this probably isn't the first time, but this is the first time I've personally noticed it. But we got another two of our favorites. Honestly, at this point, it's kind of sad because I, I, you know that. I mean, like, you know me. And, like, more of the same with Detroit. Like, we love uh-huh. almost every woman when it comes to AWW or AEW. So we basically call everyone our faves. But our faves in AEW just don't get time to shine. It's kind of sad. True. But, speaking of AEW faves, here are two of our faves. We got Rache Chanel returning with that blonde hair and wearing pink. She had new gear, girl. She said... She said upgrade. I love this year. She looked great. Going up against one of the vicious vixens. Well, actually, I don't know. It's a bit weird of like why they have an alliance name, to be honest. Because like Yeah, because like she's only a manager. So yeah, like, I, I find uh, it a bit weird. So I'm just yeah. gonna say Nyla Rose. So honestly, wait, I know you love both of them. Go ahead. All right. So actually I don't remember much of this match, but first of all. Let's talk about how Miss Roche Chanel is a main eventer. Oh my god. Her literally mind she already opened <laughs> she already opened the show before and then now she's main eventing. Look exactly. at her. Do you know Becky Lynch? Oh, she main event at <laughs> WrestleMania? No, Roche Chanel main event at AEW Dark. Becky wishes. It was important show. <laughs> yeah, like WrestleMania, no one watches that anymore. Like we're all in dark now. And like Roche Chanel. No, I'm kidding. But like Was <laughs> that thought that Rache Chanel's co-main eventing essentially, like technically in the, in those terms, you know, it makes me really happy. Like, like out of all of the enhancement talent, like why would they choose Rache? And that's because maybe they see some sort of star power in her that maybe the rest don't have, at least for AEW's perspective. And I think she deserves it definitely. Like she deserves that spot because I see the talent, I see the charisma, all of that, and like her entrance will always be iconic. So, um, I don't remember much from this match, as I said, but the spot was definitely when Roche was like, 
uh, when Nyla was on the court, like the lower turnbuckle. Yes, yes. And yes. then Rache was like smooches, and then she did her iconic run. And then, but she, I thought she was like joking and all that, and all of that. But like when she went to the other corner, girl, she ran so fast and kicked she the ran. shit out of. She ran. She, she ran and kicked the shit out of Nyla's face. Like, girl, this this is like this is versatility. Like having this character, but at the same time being vicious. I'd love to see it. I love Rache. So obviously. You know, Rache stands, we got each other. But, we were fed. Um, yeah, we were really fed. But, you know, obviously it's an AEW dark match. So no one saw Rache winning either. So yeah, Nyla won with a power bomb. And yeah, that's all. But like, honestly, just give Rache at least one win. Like, if they give us Rache versus Red Velvet next week, I would actually gag. Bitch, I'm gonna cry. I'm like, I'm gonna be like, one of them is gonna win. One yeah, of them's gonna win, but at the same time, fuck, I don't know who I want to win. Same. Can it just be double count out? Sasha Bailey? This, this no. Okay. <laughs> I, they, did it, they did it at one time, though, because, like, I forgot hmm. the name of the person. There, I forgot the name. There's a Brazilian girl. Not take, not Taekwondo, but she was in Dark. I forgot her name. Oh, no. But, but like, she I went up against Kylan King. She went, up, she went up against Kylan King, and the Brazilian girl won. Like, it was Enhancement Ooh. Talent versus Enhancement Talent. That was like give us Roche and Red Velvet soon. Because like imagine or that. Roche and like, Red Velvet as a tag team. Actually. I, I prefer Roche and Velvet over Velvet and Brandy. Like, no offense. But like Red Velvet and Roche's characters together would just be so perfect. Like imagine them like doing perfect. their entrances. <laughs> I'd love to see it. But yeah, that's all I have to say. Once again, actually, the Filipino internet strikes again. I got disconnected from the call and I haven't yes. even yet to say my thoughts. <laughs> so I, I love how so I love how they actually showed Roche's fighting side a bit more. Because in the match, if you remember, Nyla was like, Hey, I don't want to hurt you. You can stay down and count to and the and the mm-hmm. rebel count to three. But Roche was like, No, like we're gonna have a match and girl. This is probably the most moves that Rache Chanel has ever gotten in a match. And it's crazy to think because this match is actually just around five minutes with entrances. So, 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 so. It was was a good way to build Myla up still as a monster heel. I completely get why this match was a short. Um, I want to know what's what's next for Nyla though because ever since... Ever since she got paired up with Vicky Guerrero, that's kind of gotten her nowhere, to be honest. Like, not to be rude. Actually, it's legitimately gotten her nowhere. Like, like she's a number one contender. And she legit hasn't even gotten her rematch against Sheeta. When's that going to happen? Come wait, on. I, I, I have a question. She's the number one contender? In the ranking, she is. So oh, that's what AW oh, based yeah. I, I forgot about their whole ranking system, honestly. <laughs> really? Like... Well, if she is, she has the highest rank. Why isn't she getting anything? At least with Shida. I know, right? Like, I feel like it was a bit odd. Like, like for like personally, when one of my questions when Ivelisse got a championship match for the NWA Women's World Championship match against Thunder Rosa, I'm like, why not give it to Nyla? She's the number one contender. Like, yeah. why aren't you giving her anything? She deserves better. I just hope. I don't know. I have a bit. I have a bit faith on what AEW is going to do with them. So, yes. So, do you have any more 
plaza ni Ewe Dark as a whole. Sign Red Chanel and sign Red Velvet. <laughs> like, give them a contract. I'd love to see them every week. I would week. say the same, but at the same time, if you don't have time to portray them, don't sign them. Like, I'll be Fair honest. point. Like, Fair point. Thinking about it now. Like, although they do have time showcasing them every now and then, so like, yeah, why not sign them? Sign them. So, 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 we're moving on to AEW Dynamite, where, surprise, surprise, Dynamite only had one women's match. Oh my god, but, no but, oh, Yes, bitch. <laughs> Even SmackDown. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> but like, listen, but like, SmackDown, we, we took 30 minutes to talk about SmackDown. And here we're probably going to have five be minutes. Mm-hmm. All right. And let's, and let's be real with you. Let's be real for a second. Before AEW wouldn't even give women a match on Dynamite. So, yay. Exactly. Progress. This is progress. But before the actual match, this is one altercation between the Nightmare family against the Dark Order. Well, even that was mostly between Brody Lee or Mr. Brody yeah. Lee <laughs> and Cody. And, you know, apparently I was a day years old when I found that. Apparently, his screen name in AEW isn't Cody Rhodes. It's just Cody. I don't know why, oh. but I just find that odd. Like, Randy, it's Randy uses Rhodes, Dustin mm-hmm. Rhodes. So, like, why don't he? Sh- it's just a bit odd to me, like, personally. But let's focus on the women's side of things here. So, of course, Brandy Rhodes is out right there, attacks Anna Jay. And then all of a sudden, you see Kylan King and Skylar Moore from the crowd trying to separate those two. And, uh, and here's my favorite part. Uh, out of nowhere, Nyla Rose was just like, no, I want to be part of this. Yeah, I, I was like, what? What? Girl. She, I was like, what part is she on? Like, which side is she on? I was so lost. But I was, that was my favorite part. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Although, I, I hate... Okay, I don't normally point things like these out, but it's because it's the men's fault I'm pointing it out. When Brandy did, like, a senton of the top row, yeah. they dead-ass carried her for, like, two seconds yeah. and mm-hmm. dropped. Like, that's the that. men's fault. Brandy did, her, Brandy did her job. Like, I'm, I'm hashtag blame men's wrestling. Just kidding. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but, like, it was a bit sloppy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't... No, it was not a bit sloppy. It was sloppy. And it was, like, a bit awkward. So... It's just like, I'm not a wrestler, so I don't want to like totally shit on it, but I'm just like, that doesn't look right. Like, it's more of like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of all I have to say about this little segment that we got. It was short, but sweet, but like 30 seconds of women's wrestling from AEW is still a good thing to me because... True. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think about this? Well, per- personally, first of all, like the whole thing with Brandy Rhodes doing that top rope sent on dive... You know, that it's kind of like the same vibe with Lana taking these nasty bumps. Like, week after week, I'm just growing to respect them more as athletes. Like, I, I also agree that the spot was sloppy because, you know, the guys carried her before they fell down. But, you know, that's not Brandy's fault. The, the fact that Brandy um, agreed to do that spot, you know, still being relatively, and I put emphasis on relatively, relatively new to wrestling... You know, that, that's a good job from her already. Because, like, when was the last time you've seen her do a flip? Or if has she ever done a flip? You know? So you have to I give credit where credit. I thought they were going to power bomb. Uh, actually. Uh, well, like, when they fell, I'm like, uh, well. I, I was I was actually yes. really surprised. But, you know, anything for the women, um, what do you call this? Diving over the men and all of the, all of the men fall down. I'd love to see it. Intergender spots. 
But anyways, in terms of the women's uh, women's brawl, I will agree that it was really, really, really messy. Because, like, I didn't know what was happening. I mean, I get Brandy and Anna and, like, how everyone was, like, separating them. But what really got me was when Kylan King was there and then Nyla was like, oh, my God, they're fighting. I'm like, I feel so left out. Let me punch her. I was like, wait, where did you come from? Like, what's your what's your reason? I Like, I did my research. Like, did Nyla and Kylan have, like, a history last week if they, like, fought or anything? But, like, no. Nyla just came out of nowhere and just, like, hit her in the head and put her over the barricade or something like that. It was, it was really I messy. He thought, you know? oh my god. <laughs> I low-key thought, like, in my head, I'm like, was this supposed to be happening? Like, know, is this right? like a shoot? <laughs> is this like a shoot or something? Because, like, right? Nyla doesn't, isn't featured on Dynamite every week. Or yet featured in Dynamite as a whole. Like, mm-hmm. as of late, if you think about it, this entire time we've been covering this show, she's probably had, like, one Dynamite match against yes. High Conti. That's all I can remember. That's kind of sad. Shit, she's super talented. Exactly. So we definitely have to see her more. But yeah, like the main part of this whole segment for me was, of course, Anna J and and Ty Conti, you know. The whole team, the whole, you know, what do you call this? The duo. Like, I love to see it. Like, I said it earlier and I'll say it again. I really love Anna J and Ty Conti. And I hope that Ty Conti does join the Dark Order because they can definitely sell the whole bad girl gimmick together. That's all. Join the dark order.com. She probably signed up already. Let's do it. Like when we don't have time. Oh my god. But focusing on moving on, wait, shall we move on? Like you have more yeah, comments? Yeah. No no. Okay, we have okay. So moving on. So lastly we got our one AW women's match and it was the returning Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, her first match in the ring. I'm not counting the one with like the whole three-on-one handicap match with Big Spool because she did not get no. in the ring. No, no, that is not her return match. No, we're not talking about that now. Um, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, going up against the debuting in Dynamite Red Velvet. Oh my God. Ooh. It's about time. The way like, we were girl, I saw a picture. We were fed so much with this. So a couple of things I want to point out before before actually talking about the match. Red Velvet posted a picture of her family watching her Dynamite debut with all of her merch. That was so cute. I loved really? it so much. I'm like, oh, supportive family. We love to see it. And then like when, I just, I don't know, but like when Brit came out, I don't know if you noticed, but it said there, 46 weeks in the top five. Did you notice know, that? No, right? Like her like, power. I was like her power, but at the same time, that just shows the the lack of depth of the AEW oh, women's yes, division. Definitely, like within an injured that, one, within that can time, be the top five. yeah. Like within oh that, God. no one stepped up. Like really, come on. Like that, that was. Crazy. It's not that no one stepped. Up. It's more of like they didn't give any chance to anyone else. Uh, really, uh-huh. <laughs> really that. Like the only people I would say that has benefited since the quarantine is probably. Penelope Ford, because like even like she, the Nyla Britt and Statlander were doing something before before the quarantine. Like if there was one person who I would say definitely benefited from this, it was Penelope Ford. But like let's get on to the match itself. So it's actually a pretty, it was a pretty decent match. Um, I was a bit disappointed because I hate to say it, but Red Velvet being there, it felt like a dark match. I'm so sorry, but it did. Fair point. 
Mm-hmm. It did. <laughs> but I was just super happy to see Brit in the ring. And I was a bit confused because, I don't know, I felt like I wanted there to be more continuity with Red Velvet because, like, now she's slowly involved with the whole Anna J. Brandy Road storyline. But, like, I guess, I don't know, maybe, like, she was just there for the fill spot. But, of course, the highlight of the match is out of love in my timeline. Brit Baker, this... Oh, words. Britt Baker actually debuted a new finisher. Well, it's not really new to... Mm-hmm. Not not really new under wrestling world, but it's new, something new from her. It's actually the curb stomp. She debuted the curb stomp as mm-hmm. a finisher. And actually, for me, it, it stood out a bit more because that's like one of the few times I've seen someone use their left leg in a curb stomp. The only person I can pinpoint doing that was Chelsea Green when she was in TNA. Yes. Like it's a bit, it, it was pretty cool. Like even though it was a move that we do see usually, um, she didn't do it. Um, she did it with her left foot, made it something different. And then of course, um, it still fits with her whole dentist gimmick because that could like, I don't know. She could probably say that that's gonna like break your face or whatever, break your knee, break your. I was about to break your. I was about to say break your knee bit, but like whatever, break your teeth. <laughs> and yeah, and of course at the end she, she was just like. Reba, the glove. She went for the freaking. That was. Oh my great. god! I look. Fuck! Oh, fuck! Fuck! What's the name of her finisher? Lock. Oh my god, girl. The lock. Jaw. Believe we forgot that the lock jaw was in place. Everyone was happy. But all I'm gonna say is, if there's one complaint, why did she get a return match before Big Swole did? Like not not anything to. To shit about Britt Baker, but Big Swell won the match. She literally mm. hasn't been on television. There, that's all I have to say. That was pretty a lot. No, it's fine. So, like for me, most of, more like the same. Like I also felt like this was a dark match, especially considering since the setup of AEW is literally the same. So I also I I was like double checking. Like, am I watching Dynamite or is this dark? And then you know I had to check like. Um, the description, the title of the video, and I was like, "All right, so it's it's dynamite because Britt Baker's here." But at the same time, when I saw um, what do you call her, Red Velvet, there, I was like, "Oh, all right." So obviously, well, obviously, Britt Baker's winning the match because it's her return. But you know, seeing Red Velvet, you know, seeing her lose again, I'm pretty sure her record's like zero seven or zero six, and that's really tragic. So, yeah, hopefully, it becomes one seven at least soon. But for this match itself, I'm really happy that Brit's back, and I feel I believe that this is her first professional emphasis on professional because of the whole tooth and nail match. This is her first mm-hmm. professional wrestling match as a heel in AEW because, like, I don't remember seeing her. No, she didn't this, actually. She really? Had, like, like she actually turned heel early in the year because, like, I remember because, like, I'm not completely sure, but like. Her heel turn happened around when she had like this whole angle with Yuka Sakazaki in early oh, January. Yeah. Like that's okay. when she turned heel. Never mind. Okay, but what stood out to me in this match was that she was playing to the camera so many times. Like she was posing, like she was like she blinking. Did. She winked she her eyes, and then whenever she'd do a move, she'd like you know give a little smirk. I don't remember which, but like you know, it was an additional whole detail to her character and I love that because that just goes to show how smart of a wrestler that she is not only in the ring but in terms of character development and yeah her debuting a new move and using the lockjaw after the match it was great 
I also love Reba. Reba deserves a whole lot more. Being oh my god. I'm enjoying it also. So I can't complain. Miss, I love Reba. Girl, girl, I just imagine, like, okay, I said it before, but I think it's about time AEW has another casino battle royal. Um, I know that they had one in, wait, what was in last? And All Out, yeah, that was their last pay-per-view. And All Out for the men, it's typically done in double or nothing because of the whole casino theme. But last year with the women, it also happened in All Out, I'm pretty sure. Because, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And Nyla won that match. So I think, um, yeah. as of late, actually, if you think about it, we have seen a lot of AEW women. Like, I think, I think they would pass the, because like in, and this kind of matches, um, and I'm pretty, yeah, because words, hello, words. Um, <laughs> no, because in the Casino Battle Royal, you need around 21 people to do the match. And I'm pretty sure we've seen at least 21 people in AEW as of late. So come on, AEW, do something. Like, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Like, it would it, it would be a start. Like, imagine, like, winner gets a championship shot or something. Like, girl. And then I was just like, but the reason why I was stating this was because imagine Ariba eliminating Britt Baker in that one. Oh, my God. Actually, oh, my God. Reba. Yeah, there. that's all I have to say. Yeah, yes, more of the same. Because, like, we all know Reba's talented. And I mean, I'm not saying that she isn't showcasing her talents in the ring right now, but she's showcasing her talents outside of the ring, like in terms of character. And, you know, the whole tooth and nail match, that was really great to see. It was super fun. Like, I was super entertained by her. And like, as I said, personally, she was the star of that match. Like, she wasn't even like one of the competitors, but it was so fun seeing her. So maybe if we saw that character inside the ring, maybe I'd enjoy her so much more so i'm really excited to see her in the ring and she better be in the ring soon yeah more more or less the same i just hope that we aew does something with her so do you have any more comments with this time of dynamite with this dynamite or where's where's the women's champion where's the nwa where's the tag cup winners girl they just said like the tag match happened last week and suddenly we forgot about they're it. like no enough that like, like to add on to that where is big swole where is abaddon we haven't seen abaddon in weeks mm-hmm. oh my god what happened to abaddon oh my god i'm so surprised they haven't given abaddon something right like with, with the whole <gasps> thing like we love her so much like isn't aew like at least doing efforts and like assessing what the fans enjoy because I feel like, mm, I'm not sure. Because I, I don't know. It feels like they don't take note of who or what type of stuff that the fans want. You know, like, I don't know. I can't explain it. It's fully, just obviously like, it's confusing. I but, think they yeah. do a better job than WWE, though, not going to lie. Fair. But, like, in some aspects. It's kind of Imagine. Odd. Yeah. Imagine if WWE and AEW would have like interns of to find out what the fans want. I would like to offer myself Ooh. to for zero pay. Same like I would, here. I would gladly do that for free. I, actually, I feel like they would like pay us, but like I would do it for free. Like I'll tell you, this is what we want. Mm. Agreed, like a hundred percent. Trust me. So 
yeah, if we have nothing much to say anymore, that has been episode eight of our podcast, Can You Believe? And we've had a total of counts. This is actually our tenth. This is actually our tenth episode, counting the interviews. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Technically, I just realized that. So yeah, technically our tenth episode, but our eighth episode of our weekly review. So Troy, do you have anything more to say? Um, just really huge thank you to anyone like I said this in the start of the episode but like thanks to anyone who contributed at least one play to one like stream whole, yeah one stream like we're super thankful that I mean considering that I'm probably like I don't know five of those because I sometimes listen to myself like how do I sound or how like, can I improve, I'm like 10 of know? those uh, girl. like I always like make sure to listen to myself like once like I'm just like I'm gonna listen to it once but then I like I cringe like I mm-hmm. take notes of myself <laughs> Yeah, but, like, that just means that majority of those isn't us. So, thank you to anyone who's That's like, pretty cute. Anything. Thank you so it's, much. It's amazing, and it just keeps us going. You know, and much more content to come. Yeah, and once again, just hit us up if you want to go to our interview or be part Definitely. of our weekly review. And hopefully we get to also interview a wrestler of some kind. We have some names that we've thinking we've been thinking of. And we've been reaching so, yes. out to a lot. Yes, girl. Oh, oh my God, I can't believe you. that. I can't believe we have that much confidence. Like I remember I know, when right? we were like, we were like, should we really interview Crystal? But mm-hmm. the thing this Crystal said, yes, we love you, Crystal. Yes. So without further ado, if you want daily women's wrestling stand content or late, <laughs> late nights tweets, because you know, um, number one, try and I keep forgetting. To promote our own damn show and um whenever whenever we're active whenever we're active it's usually nighttime for y'all in them in america so you can find me at jiggy pbp and if you want to see me gag over sasha and bailey next week which is probably not gonna Bitch, end oh my God. cleanly girl you can find me at troy pbp Thank you so much. And we're gonna see you in next week's WWE draft. Well the first half of it. So Ooh, yes. Excited. All right. Same girl. The gag of the century. Abaddon gets drafted to Raw. Um, Just kidding. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, but I want to see this. I want to see this. Okay, this, is okay. this is my last sentiment. This might be a bit um, controversial, but Velveteen Dream drafted to jail. Just kidding. Okay, goodbye. Um, Bye. Okay, that's where we ended. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you so much.